Hi. The Common Man and T-Bone podcast is brought to you by Care Heating and Cooling. Cold or sweaty is no way to go through life. Call my guys at Care Heating and Cooling for all your heating and cooling needs. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. And stay tuned after the podcast for special bonus content from past shows. Hi. Welcome to the dumbest part of your day. This is Common Man and T-Bone. How are you going to prove, unless they make you take your clothes off, that that's not your actual thing in there? I think that would be very inappropriate if someone judged you that way. Bill Rooney? No, it's me. You want to touch it some more? Now go ahead, sir. Hey, governor. Hey, jolly good. Jim Chimney, Jim Chimney, Dill Dill Featuring Panama Ted. Shut up, Ted! Five-minute delays with Leanna Ray. You guys like Bjork? And random sounds from the internet. Yes, sir! He's Shavaka, dude! You want to sack? The guy is drunk! Watch your profanity. Would you not eat my pants? Ah! This is Man and Bone. <laughs> Happy Monday! Welcome in. Hello, Bone. Hello, man. We have a big program today. The segment that's not a segment, Yai, is coming up at 534. NHL trade deadline has passed three minutes ago, and I have seen nothing from the Blue Jackets. That doesn't mean they didn't do anything. No, maybe. It means we haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Could be a deal was worked out right at the deadline or just a few minutes before, and we haven't actually seen you know, the, the the final transaction be put through. So, all right, we'll find out. Be a little odd if there were no movement happening at all with the Jackets players that were available, but... Well, I, I saw that uh, Max Domi was not on the ice today. Yes. And maintenance Larson day. said he was taking a maintenance day, mm-hmm. which, all right, whatever. Well, he even said, Lars was like, Lars. I know air quotes, you guys are going to air quotes me, maintenance day, I get it. Like, he he knows that seems suspicious, but he said it genuinely is what they had to do. So I've whatever. seen nothing yet. I would be surprised if no moves were made. I mean, look, Corpy's not going anywhere. Well, you know All what? Right? Here, here's my thought on Corpy. What's, what's he going to do at the end of the season? Not be back, right? right. He's out of contract. So you get absolutely zero if if that happens. If a team calls you with the lowest round pick available, that's still something over no thing. So otherwise known as nothing for those not aware. So I'm just saying I would take I don't I mean I don't know if there's a reason for Yarmo to hold out unless just no one no one even calls. No one says, "Hey, we'll we'll take him on, have him in. Here's a throwaway pick." I would take that over Getting I don't. I don't think. Him. I don't think that throwaway pick is there now. Probably like not. That ship has sailed. Yeah, you're probably right. I'm just saying. But do we think that's the case with all the Jackets players and no one called? No one called no. about Max Domi. If that doesn't well, happen, no. That that would surprise me. If if Max Domi doesn't move, that would surprise me. Um, of the other guys, they're willing to deal. You know, I I don't know if there's value there. I don't know if anybody's going to have a draft pick for Dean Kukin. I I don't think there's value there for Corpy. To me, Max Domi, of the guys they're willing to trade, is the only guy that has any value. Because everything I've heard is that, you know, they're not trading Voracek. He's not going anywhere. Yeah, right. I mean, we can can argue whether they should. Well, that's right. It's a whole different story. But, yeah, I'm I'm just surprised again. and, And we've talked about it with... The whole Corpy thing, 
that to me was a failure from this organization. Front office should have, you know, moved him earlier before. This is your job, right? To make the right decision and decide on who your goaltender is. They didn't do that. Now it looks like much worse because Corpy just had fallen off the map here all of a sudden and really hasn't been the same player for the last few months. No, but that's no one could predict that. But that is why we say but try to get as job. much as you can. And, and also, you know, if you wait until now at the trade deadline, everything we heard was, oh, trade deadline, you'll get more for him. Well, how's that gone? There's risk associated yes, with if that. if he's still that player. If he's not, or if he gets hurt, there's all kinds of risk involved with that strategy. So Who would have known that stock was going to drop? Right, exactly. It, but you're paid the money to hedge that bet. Right, and so that's that's frustrating to me. Now we'll say that, and then something will come out that Corby did get traded, I, but I, I can't it, but imagine it'll be for anything if he does. If we see anything, we will let you know. Buckeyes lose to Villanova yesterday. Uh, I thought they were going to do it there in the second half. You know, I'm Mr. Negative, but the way that momentum was going, Buckeyes hitting shots from the outside, I thought they were going to take them. Yeah, it was... my My fear with this team has been... When you go up against a good defense that actually plays really good team defense, how do you respond as an offense? When this Buckeye basketball team has not shown over the course of the year, they play a great team offensive game. And I don't mean that as a knock on EJ Liddell or Malachi Branham. I mean it as they're the only two guys who provide consistent offense on this team. And Holtman has kind of leaned into that and said, all right, we'll put it in their hands. Let them make something out of it. I don't think that works well when you play a team that plays real solid team defense and is saying, we're committed to not making those two guys beat us. Let it, someone it worked else do well it. for a six-minute stretch, right? Yeah, right. That's when it worked well. But, you know, you and I have both talked about this, that, you know, the offense is frustrating because more often than not, you're not running plays, you're running isolation offense. You have three guys running around pretending to do things where two guys are isolating with the basketball trying to manufacture points. That's not necessarily an offense going to get you very far in the tournament. Yeah, that's correct. And and I think that's the other problem with Villanova is they shoot free throws like crazy. And they're a really good outside shooting team too. So they play good defense. They can hit from outside. And their problem, I guess problem you could say for them going forward, is they are a team that can go hot and cold but they can then go really hot really quick. And the Buckeyes can do a little of that too, but you saw it even at the opening of the game, right? Where Ohio State got like a, I don't want to say a junk three-pointer, right? But they got that that three that went in from Michi that was like from, I don't know, mid-court. <laughs> and that made it like an early, like they I think they got it to nine to seven. They were down to Villanova. And then Villanova went on like a 10-point run in a blink. And suddenly it's it's seventeen to seven or whatever that would have been nineteen to seven, and you're back now saying, oh great, now we got to carve back into that lead. Car, trying to get back from a ten or fifteen point deficit all game, yeah, the Buckeyes showed tremendous heart being able to get back and do that. But then when you get to the final, now you got five minutes left, or you got to play Villanova. <laughs> you now have to start all over fresh, being two points down, and say, all right, now we got to go beat this team that does all the things I just said. Great team defense, shoots from three well, gets hot, and of course can hit their free throws. You now have to go beat them after you've worn yourselves out getting back into this game. That's where I feel like a better structured offense, and obviously having guys who could shoot from outside, things like that, 
that makes it so you don't have to have this wild, crazy run to get back into the game. And then you're worn out and you have nothing left down the stretch. I just don't know where this team goes from here. When you look back at the season, how do we, how do we grade this? How do we feel about this year? Because I know Chris Holman will come, and we'll hear from the coach later because he had his radio show today and I want to play some of his comments. And, but he said it. He's, he's touted, hey, this team's made the tournament five straight years and there's not a bunch of programs around the country that'll do that. All right. Well, I guess my question for Buckeye fans is where do you feel like this program is right now? Are you satisfied with what you got? Are you satisfied with a victory in the opening round, as ugly as it was? Falling to a team like Villanova, can you justify that by saying, wow, what are you going to do? It's Villanova, it's a two-seat. Not supposed to beat him. Yeah. This team has not been to a Sweet 16 in quite a while. So how do we grade this program now? How do we judge it? You know, if you asked uh, most of college basketball writers, I think they would tell you, be satisfied. Hey, you made it into the tournament the last five years, like Holtman said. You guys aren't a blue blood in basketball, so... You should be thrilled. You're a football school anyway. Be thrilled that you're kind of this type of program where you that, see that's get a cop out though. That's a cop out from people who don't live here and don't care. Exactly. I agree with that. I look at this more and say the performance for this team should yes, they should make the tournament every year. That that is a baseline that unfortunately eroded under Thad Mata. I like Thad. I like Chris Holtman for what it's worth. I think they're both good people, good guys, solid basketball minds, all that stuff. Holtman has brought the program back to a level where every year you're getting into the tournament. That is good. Did he get into the you know stratosphere that Thad got into in his first few years? Well, that's, on what campus? that's what I'm worried about. No, is that he Thad, didn't. Thad had much lower lows, right? Yeah, which is why Holtman has his job right now. But Thad's highs were pretty high. Yeah, and I guess that's my question: Are you satisfied with 19, 20 victories every single season, making the tournament every single year? Or would you rather have you know a few years sprinkled in where there's a chance you could win a national championship, and then maybe there's a few years sprinkled in where you embarrass yourself and you're in the NIT? What are Buckeye fans looking for? Well, I know what this Buckeye fan is looking for. For me, I want to see a team built that has something resembling um, a varied approach to winning, right? You can't just win if you've got one or two guys who are really great, but everybody else around them is kind of meh. Right? Remember when D'Angelo Russell was here? That was yeah, still was back a, under Thad. It was a waste. Right. It was and a it, waste it, of a season. The team is not nearly as bad as it was then, but D'Angelo Russell was such a bright spot, he kind of pulled Ohio State out of some jams that otherwise they might not have been able to see themselves out of. He helped get some wins that this team otherwise wouldn't have gotten. You get credit for bringing in E.J. Liddell. You get credit for, I mean, Holtman brought Kyle Young with him from Butler, right? I mean, he gets credit for that. Kyle Young's been a huge piece of this organization for, you know, ever since Holtman's been here. And Malachi Branham this year, that's showing you can recruit even now. You're still getting guys here who are elite talent. My concern is if you don't put an offense in that actually can move the basketball around, if you don't have an offense that allows you to space the floor not to get too deep in the weeds, but go watch. Have you seen the highlights from, or if you watch the game that, you know, Arizona performance where Ben Matherin like throws it down, big dunk for Arizona, one of their best players. And then that, that play is getting tweeted out all over the place because it's a huge dunk. But if you watch that, that game and you watch that play specifically, Arizona has shooters. They have an offense. They have guys that can move and get open and hit open looks from outside. And so TCU's defense is stretched. 
they're not they're not compacted in the paint basically waiting for you to drive in or try to hit a 12 footer because they respect the outside shot that allows there to be driving lanes that allowed there to be nice cuts in the middle of the lane that you can get the basketball to and too many times we've seen that with this team where it is hard to get anything other than some threes to fall or if you have an elite player so that's that's where I need to see this team grow, and that's where I need to see Holtman grow. I don't want to see him fired. I want to see him grow and have better offenses next year, next few years. I'm glad that you brought up D'Angelo Russell because I said at the time, you know, it was a waste of a season because he was such a talent. You don't get talents like that often. You surrounded him with nothing. I feel similar this year, although, like you said, the team is not nearly as bad as it was that year. It is not often. Maybe that'll change. But it is not often where you have an Ohio State basketball program that has two guys that could potentially go in the first round. Right. All right. And when you have that, I want to see a deeper run than just beat a sloppy Loyola team. A team that in Loyola, honestly, if they don't have a historically bad performance, right? I mean, maybe you don't win that game. Well, and the Buckeyes did things well in that game. I'm not minimizing what they did. They played consistent defense, of course. Buckeyes were there too. They had to win that game, right? That's fair. I know. I'm just, I'm just pointing out that this idea of like, well, they won a tournament game. Well, but I see. I don't know what that means. And again, are you satisfied with just that? Do you look at this season and say, yes, I consider this to be a success? Maybe the answer is yes. Maybe the answer is yes. Well, I'll tell you, I don't look at a season and say if they don't win a national championship, it's a failure. No, I'm that's, not. That's I'm not, not saying what we're that. saying. But no, I think a Sweet Sixteen. Once every five years. For a team that may have two first round picks on it? Right. Yeah. I don't, I don't think that's I don't think that's necessarily a high bar to clear. And upsets happen, right? Kentucky got upset. That was pretty stunning. Those things do occur. I'm not not even necessarily going to be mad in that sense. I'm saying overall, you know that do you think here's maybe the better way to ask this. Do you think as Buckeye basketball fans the most was gotten out of this team this year. No, and see, I'll go back to, because people always talk about, oh, the big tournament's what matters. I heard Chris Holtman say it today. Yeah, we could have played Zed in the Big Ten tournament, but, you know, the big tournament's what matters. If you don't have a seven seed, you don't play Villanova yesterday. Right, well, that, true enough. We talk about how seeding matters. Don't throw these games away like they don't. And, oh, we're just looking forward to the big tournament. Yes, but if you would have done what you were supposed to do, played consistent basketball, you're not sitting at a seven. Right, I know. And that that hopefully can be <laughs> rectified in the next few years. But next year's going to be a tough one. We're going to see who yes, leaves and who stays. But, man, you could have a very different-looking basketball team next year. Browns and Deshaun Watson coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic from the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Some slowdowns to watch out for on the roads right now. You'll find some delays on Westbound 670 at 4th Street. Traffic is beginning to build in that area. And Route 315 southbound between Kinnear Road and 670. Traffic is slow there as well. This traffic report is sponsored by Insperity. Insperity providing HR services for 30 plus years, including access to better benefits and payroll. Insperity's mission is to help business succeed so communities prosper. Insperity, HR that makes a difference. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the Care Creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with Care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. 
like a sports drink, but for that part of you that's thirsty for fart jokes. Back to Man and Bone. Happy Monday. NHL trade deadline was 3 o'clock, and we got word that Max Domi has been moved. He has been moved to Carolina. Yeah, we actually found out what he what the Jackets got in return for return? him, too. It's, uh, they got a player. He's a prospect. Aiden, I'm going to say, whatever I say is going to be wrong, so, so just know it. that. I'm going to say Reschuk, H-R-E-S-C-H-U-K. I'm going to go with Reschuk. Anyway, Aiden Reschuk plays for Boston College right now. He was drafted 94th last year, but much like the Jackets, you know, Kent Johnson playing for Michigan, right? Like you players stay in college for another year after you get drafted. So he's doing that. Uh, he is a left shooting defenseman. Thought I'm reading his draft profile. Don't think that I know all this stuff. No, um, I do think you know all okay. this stuff. Uh, <laughs> they say he's a physical defenseman, generally thought to have upside given his strong skating and ability to disrupt play. Okay. But yeah, it felt, it looks like he fell in the draft quite a bit because he was thought like he might be a second round, mid second round pick and he fell all the way down to the nineties where he got picked. So whatever, that's, that's the deal. Good to get a prospect out of this, right? I mean, Max Domi goes away at the end of this season. Or, or could re-sign whatever you want to do, but it's this is just a rental, so you got a player out of that. That's not too bad. Uh, the Browns, of course, made the move for Deshaun Watson. And as we said last week, the Browns will come out and talk about all the extensive research they did before they pulled the trigger on Deshaun Watson and his new contract. And here is a statement from Jimmy and D. Haslam. We are acutely aware and empathetic to the highly personal sentiments expressed about this decision. Our team's comprehensive evaluation process was of utmost importance due to the sensitive nature of his situation and the complex factors involved. We also understand there are still some legal proceedings that are ongoing, and we will respect due process. It was pivotal that we, along with Andrew Barry and Kevin Stefanski, met with Deshaun to have a straightforward dialogue, discuss our priorities, and hear directly from him on how he wants to approach his career on and off the field. He was humble, sincere, and candid. In our conversations, Deshaun detailed his commitment to leading our team. He understands and embraces the hard work needed to build his name, both in the community and on the field. We're confident in Deshaun and excited about moving forward with him as our quarterback and supporting his genuine and determined efforts. I mean, it would be a really big red flag if uh, you met with Deshaun Watson and were like, hey, we're going to guarantee $230 million to you after you've been quasi-suspended from the league for a year. How do you feel about that? Do you think you can uh, you know, not screw up anymore? And he's, If his answer was like, I don't know, man, I'm a loose cannon, that would be really concerning. <laughs> but the fact that he says, yeah, I can stay on the straight and narrow for $230 million. No kidding, Sherlock. Thank you. I was, Glad you uh, did this extensive process to vet him. I was reading an also very extensive report this morning uh, saying that the first choice for Deshaun Watson was the Falcons. Yeah. And you know, the the difference was the thing that turned him to Cleveland is that he went to the Falcons and said, hey, uh, can we rip up my contract to give me some more money? The mm. Falcons said no, and the Browns said yes. So <laughs> the difference was cash. I don't know why we need a report to tell us that. Well, yeah, I think that that became clear when it said they had been left out of the proceedings. Yeah, they were out, and then they were back in because they guaranteed him all this money. Yeah, what a shock. By the way, Deshaun Watson from Georgia. It is, you know, thought that he wanted to go to Atlanta because, you know, 
be back in his home state, whatever. I don't know what motivates guys, but surely that could have been a thing until someone comes along and says, we'll guarantee $230 million for you. Uh, the Browns just need to be aware of all this. Okay. Jimmy and D Haslam, you put this statement out. You have to be aware of something. You can have Deshaun Watson. You can have him be your quarterback. He can help you win a Super Bowl, potentially. I don't know. And maybe this will all be worth it. But for the rest of the time you are in the league, everyone around the league knows the Browns are more desperate than anyone else. Okay? You guys are the ones at the bar where, like, you know, someone's trying to figure out who they're going home with, and they see over here there's, like, this more attractive person, and that person seems out of their league, and then they see, well, all right, I could go with the Browns and the Browns would be like, yeah, we'll do anything. We don't care. We have no standards. Like that's who you are. You are desperate for a quarterback. You are desperate to win. You are desperate to prove you're not idiots. And so that leads you to do things like guaranteeing a guy who has not played in a year, has problems off the field and may not ever win you a Super Bowl. You you're guaranteeing that guy $230 million. You are also restructuring his contract so next year when he gets this season when he presumably gets suspended by the nfl which he will and you'll have to wear that too you're going to restructure his contract you already have to where he only makes a million dollars in base salary this year so only the fines he will get this year the game checks he will miss will come from a million not from say 40 million which would be a lot more money i'm sure the browns are saying well, we're not the only ones. Other people were offering packages for Deshaun Watson, too. Yes, but you were the most desperate. You were the most. You won you the contest. Were the, right. You, you won, won that, the contest. You won Congratulations. Yeah, you won most desperate NFL team for Deshaun Watson. And I know in their minds they say, yeah, but if we win a Super Bowl, it's all worth it. Well, good for you. It it, it does make you Maybe look it does. 100% desperate for this. And, and it there's no chance the Browns could ever have something blow up in their face, right? All these times, remember with Baker, when Baker came in and we gave him the keys to the castle and said, you run the whole show, Baker. We believe in six. How'd that work out? Ended with you calling the guy a child, basically, and now you're begging teams to take him off your hands. Sometimes these can't miss, got to do it, once in a lifetime deals don't work out so well for the Browns. They also, again, the Haslam seem to be pretty good at business. I'm not going to say very good because... We all know Jimmy's issues with, you know, the Fed and Flying J and Pilot and all that stuff. That's another time for another day. But you're good enough at business that you don't get taken, it seems like. But this reeks of the people who, like, want to have a vacation home and they take the worst deal on a timeshare. You know what I mean? That's what it feels like to me is to, so that they can be in the club and say, yeah, see, we own rental properties or we own a place down in Florida. Yeah, but you took the worst deal and it's a chance it could blow up in your face. They also sent Case Keenum to the Bills for a seventh-round pick. They signed Jacoby Brissett to a one-year deal who will presumably be their starter when Deshaun Watson gets suspended. I saw that they are trying to re-sign Jarvis Landry and Jadavion Clowney as well. All right. To well, cheaper deal. So Makes sense. I mean, that would be a thing, right, if both those guys come back. Sure, that would be helpful. Don't, don't get me wrong. I mean, the Browns' Super Bowl odds have uh, increased significantly. Are they, I mean, at least... People placing bets seem to think that they have a much better chance of getting to the Super Bowl now, rightfully so, with Deshaun Watson as your quarterback. Uh, they went from like half of what they were. They were up at like 32 to 1. Now they're down around 15, 16 to 1. So, yeah, that there's no doubt they probably are in a better spot to win a Super Bowl. That's a, that's a whole different thing from actually winning a Super Bowl to being in a better place to do it. 
Lots of people talking about Urban Meyer on social media today. We will tell you why coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. You'll find an accident blocking the right lane of I-71 southbound after Hudson. It is causing slowdowns in this area. Please be careful as traffic begins to build. Plan about a 10 to 15 minute delay in the meantime. This traffic report is sponsored by RumpkeCareers.com. Rumpke is family owned and operated and growing in your area. Now hiring new and seasoned vehicle maintenance technicians. Rumpke offers pay based on experience, shift differentials, paid training, benefits packages, paid vacation, and more. Apply at RumpkeCareers.com. The equal opportunity employer restrictions apply. I'm the NRA with fan traffic. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. Simpletons, nincompoops, ignoramuses. Just a few of the many different words that you can use to describe the hosts of this show. Also, fat. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Bengals continue to try and upgrade the offensive line. They are given former Cowboys tackle Lyle Collins a three-year deal. I saw him described as a glass eater. Mm. So let him live. That's code for tough guy. No, I I got it. That's what that is. It's quite a descriptor, though. I also saw somebody else today say, well, it's about time the Bengals protected Joe Burrow. Yes. However, they have been doing other things, and you can say that it's worked out for them because they played in the Super Bowl. (laughs) It's not like, oh, they, they have no offensive line and they have no one else either. They're terrible. They're in last place. They have been upgrading at other positions. Yes, it is past due now to work on that offensive line and keep Joe Burrow healthy, but their other decisions so far have worked out pretty well. Yeah, I tend to think so. I'm, I'm, I think this is a tremendous move for, the Bengals to be able to bring in Lyle Collins. I think adding the other guys they did too on the offensive line. If nothing else, you're making the effort that all your fans are asking you to make. You know what I mean? And, and presumably, I'm not saying Joe Burrow went in like pounded on a desk and said, get me some offensive linemen, but surely they know everyone around there knows that's an expectation, I'm sure, for him and everybody else. Juxtapose that with how Green Bay has functioned around Aaron Rodgers, right? Where Every time Aaron Rodgers has said, this is what I'd like to see the team do, they're like, ha ha, great, we don't care. And then they do something else. And then he says, ha ha, I'm not getting a vaccine, and then they move on. But <laughs> then they have that whole drama, and he's like, ha ha, I'm going to go to Jeopardy. I don't know why everybody's There's laughing. a lot of fake laughing of fake going laughing. on here, man. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, but you could even go back to looking at what the Colts did, right? When they had Andrew Luck, and who was, um, oh, What's his face? Their GM who's dumb. Was it Ryan? Oh, God. No, that's your dumb GM. I'm no, Ryan, Ryan Pace. Is, I know who you're thinking who of. Who was the dumb GM? It's not Ballard. Who? who no, it was the guy before him. Like Greg Gregson or Gregson? No. Was that? No. I don't know who I'm thinking of, but it'll come to me. I, anyway, know, I know who you're thinking of. They often left him with no offensive line and then go figure. He got so hurt. He was like, I don't think I want to play football anymore. So good. You can You can act like... The Bengals did the obvious thing this offseason by going out and getting offensive linemen. It's not as obvious as you'd think, apparently, with some teams to just do the things that help your you know, quarterback try to win a Super Bowl. I don't think that's bad at all. I love what the Bengals have done here, and good to see them actually try to protect their quarterback. It makes sense.
Who was it? I don't know. Ryan Grigson. Oh, Grigson. Yeah, you know what? I was close. I said Ryan. Then I said I, Gregson. That's, yes, and I, oh, that, that made me think of NASCAR driver Noah Gregson, which was completely idiotic of me. But yes, Ryan Gregson, you're exactly right. There you go. Lots of people talking about Urban today on social media. The Athletic put together a piece on Urban's Jacksonville tenure. It is mostly things that we've heard before. You know, threatening to cut guys, threatening to fire coaches, belittling people. There is a part that's humorous that people are attaching, you know, some stuff to. Because apparently Urban did not know who Aaron Donald was. He just kept calling him number 99. No, he, he's according to the anecdote, he said, I, I keep hearing this number 99 guy for the Rams going to give us trouble. Well, and again, you and everybody else. We're seeing this in print. Who the hell knows? Maybe he was just joking and somebody took it out of context. And, you know, I don't know. It's not like me to give Urban the benefit of the doubt. But I will say this. I gave him too much credit. Because when Urban Meyer was rumored to be taking this job, he didn't take the job yet. I said that, you know, I thought that Jags job would be the destination for him. It seemed to make sense. And I said, Urban Meyer is too smart to just walk into an NFL locker room and treat guys the same way that he treated them in college. He's too smart. He wouldn't take this job with that in mind. He would know that he has to change his approach, that he's dealing with professionals, that it's a different year, all of those things. And I was wrong. You know, reading all of the stuff that happened there, and not just what was in print today in The Athletic, we've seen this before, having talked to people who were there in that situation and have given us firsthand accounts of what exactly went down behind the scenes that have and have not been reported. I am shocked. That he did the complete opposite of what I thought he was going to do. I gave him too much credit. He walked in there and he was actually more assertive and abusive than he was when he was talking to amateurs. Well, people can say all they want that, you know, and this has been Urban's defense, right? Is that everything that happened and how he flamed out in Jacksonville. He went on uh, Dockage's program in Indianapolis and said, oh, I just I. I just, I, I hate losing so much, guys. I have this problem where if I lose, it sucks and it's really tough and that's too bad. Well, then you're stupid and you should have known better. What I think Urban's main problem is, is, is for a while, been arrogance. I mean, it, it, there's far be it, he's, he's not the only one in pro sports or college sports who are, you know, uh, thinking they can do pretty well, arrogant, believe in themselves quite a bit, however you want to describe that. But in his case, he thought he could walk into an NFL locker room and treat everyone like he had treated people at college, and it would just fly with with millionaires, guys who also believe themselves to be pretty legit at what they do. Whether it's right or wrong, I tend to think it's wrong. A lot of college coaches get by with how they treat players by saying, who are you to question me? Look at what I've done. Look at those trophies. Look at this giant facility we've got. Look at the waterfall in the locker room or whatever you are impressed with here at our college facility and know that I built that. Me, the millionaire, talking to you, the guy who wants to be a millionaire. That is a very different approach than when you go into an NFL locker room and there's seven or eight guys who make more than you do. Now, maybe not in Urban's case, but in a lot of coaches' cases, that's that's the way it works. So those guys are not used to having a coach come in and threaten to cut them every other week. That's that's not how it goes. College is different. But you're right. I, I'm the same boat. I thought Urban would walk in there and at least... I thought he'd chum it up with all the rich guys. So did I. I thought he'd go up and say, hey, man, it's nice to play with some guys who actually know how to play golf. 
God, all the guys I played with, they were all college kids. They didn't want to do that. They played video games. You have a golf game. Which which country club do you remember at? I'm going to join. I want to know because I want to go there. I would have thought that would have been the angle he takes. Instead, he walks in and goes, you guys aren't bleep. I'm the hot stuff. I'm the man. Like, I don't understand that. But what that. shocked me even more was not even necessarily they did that with the players. As stupid as that was. Because you're going to lose that locker that room is, in five yeah. seconds. It's the fact that he went out of his way to do that to his coaching staff. The guys he picked and hired, <laughs> not just in behind a closed door meeting, but in front of players going out of his way to neuter these guys. Where I guess then, in a backwards way, it built camaraderie between the players and their position coaches because they were in the same boat. They're both getting abused by Urban Meyer. Yeah, and again... And that was his plan all along. (laughs) There's players that I'm sure probably maybe took some stuff a little too hard, right? Where maybe Urban is trying to motivate them and they misunderstood it. But I do not get the logic of getting your assistant coaches so fired up against you that they too are feeling uncomfortable and weird. The players that were interviewed and, and it's not anonymous, right? DJ Chark put his name on a bunch of other guys gave their names. In some, this interview. some quotes were anonymous, but yes, no, other were, guys, other guys went on the record, but there were on the record quotes. I'm pretty sure I can't remember if it was Chark or, or who else had said it, but they brought up the idea. They said, this is what we saw out in public like, or, you know, in the locker room in front of us, how he's dressing down these assistants. What was he saying on behind closed doors? Yeah. And that created an era that pretty much everyone in the building was walking on eggshells around urban. And that's not going to win you a lot of football games. Uh, I think it was DJ Chark who had the line that said, they told us when he came in that he's going to maximize every single player's potential. I don't think one player's potential was maximized in the time he was here in Jacksonville. And I think that speaks volumes. I'm surprised. I'm surprised he didn't know better. I'm surprised he went into this with the same attitude that he was coaching a college team. Because if you're going to do that, then why take the job? Yeah, now, I, don't, you, I don't understand why you would. You've done it, man. You've, you've succeeded. You've been to the top of the mountain. Two different places. Three times total. If you're just going to go in and have the same same shtick at the NFL level, Oof. then what's the point? Yeah, I, I guess the last thing I'll say on all that is I, I would have thought, much like when you're a great recruiter, you learn to say things maybe you don't really feel, but you have to say to get a guy to come play for you. I would have thought Urban would have done the same thing in the NFL. He would have he would have read the room enough to say, "Well, I can't do this like I did in college. Now I have to do I have to recruit from a professional sense. Yeah, I, mean, I have to keep the guys other... in the in the sense of you're coming to play for me. I've got to get you on my side, right? Like that's what recruiting is. I've got to get you to you're believe right. in me. I've got to get you on my side. That's different. But the other side of that is that, and I've heard this from people behind the scenes over there. Last few years, Urban didn't do a lot of recruiting. Well, true enough. That's, That's right. the thing is that it's, that it's been a while since he really had to sit down and convince somebody and try and act like a human being. Yeah, that's a good point. Instead, he lived off the reputation. That's right. And got a lot of guys because a lot of guys saw what, what he did. And again, his his keys to the castle were, I get you to the NFL. I'm Urban Meyer. Well, those guys are all in the NFL. What do you got now? Another piece of crap coach gets a job. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. 
Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident causing slowdowns on 71 Southbound after Hudson. It is causing some backups in that area as things get cleaned up. You'll also find an accident on Livingston Avenue at Champion Avenue. Please be cautious over here. This accident does involve injuries. This traffic report is sponsored by Rumpke Waste and Recycling. Rumpke is hiring new and seasoned CDL drivers. Drivers are paid based on experience and receive attendance and safety bonuses. Earn $1,200 to $1,700 per week. Receive benefits, paid vacation, and be home nightly. Apply today at RumpkeCareers.com. Equal opportunity employer restrictions apply. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the Care Creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with Care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Murdering brain cells one show at a time. Back to Man and Bone. You know, we talk about the hypocrisy in sports and how these colleges drape themselves in amateurism and spirit of fair play and all of that. And how sometimes it's just the sport that acts as a distraction to the academics, Mm -hmm. the academic prowess. Sean Miller is the head coach of Xavier again. Brought him back. Mm-hmm. Now, he wins. There's no doubt about that. Won at Xavier. Won at Arizona. He's been out of the game for a year. Why has he been out of the game for a year, you ask? Well, he was a subject of an FBI investigation where, best case scenario, he just had assistants running the asylum and he should have known better and didn't know better, but that's not likely. Worst case scenario is that Sean Miller was directly involved with paying people to attend Arizona. Right, which the difficulty is given what the actual rules were at the time versus what they are now. A lot of what the coaches who were busted in this FBI probe were doing, yes, they were going around behind the scenes trying to make deals, and I think you should adhere to the rules that exist, right? Look at look at probably what it did, and I'm, I don't know this for sure, but this has always been the thought with Thad Mata, right? Thad apparently, when this game got super dirty, more or less said, I'm out on all that. That's not my deal. Now, maybe something will come to light later on that we'll find out that wasn't accurate, but from everything I've ever heard about Thad Mata, from everyone who was around the program at the time, before or after, whatever, that was part of the reason Thad wasn't able to get as many recruits as maybe some other guys did late in his time here at Ohio State. That's that's the cost that guys like Sean Miller, you know, put on the sport is that you're getting these recruits at the cost of other people who aren't willing to play the game or who aren't willing to do the things that are technically illegal in in the NCAA rules. Now, however, a lot of those rules are gone. So I get that Xavier's saying, well, what he got busted for was more or less, you know, finding ways to get guys name, image, and likeness deals. Well, yes, that is true. However, they weren't just against college basketball, the NCAA's rules. They were against the law. That's why the FBI was looking into this. Yeah, that's true. Because you're moving money around without the proper documentation and taxes being paid and all of that stuff. So, yeah, you're right. Name, image, and likeness is active now. And Sean Miller's not going to have that problem. But, but you're it, right, he did flout the rules that existed. And that's that should speak to character, right? Well, I just I want these schools to just come out and say, Yeah, we're aware of all this, but winning's better. That's all I want to hear. <laughs> yeah. Just admit what this is. 
We know that, though. I mean, it, it is... I know, but I'm tired of hearing them pretend. It is It is farcical when pro sports teams do it. Because we know, right? You know, when they say, like, we brought this guy in because he's a good fit for our culture. It's like, yeah, it probably is. You also brought him in, and he, he decided to pick you, not because you all like each other so much, but because you're giving him $150 million. That That is, at the end of the day, why that guy's going there. In college, at least, when, you know, when they spout things like, we care about the integrity of our school or right. we that is at least supposed to be a little bit more close to the truth because it is technically an an epic that too an academic situation you know a place where higher learning occurs but instead now everyone there is just as cynical as you are in pro sports and yeah it's not a surprise to me that Sean Miller ended up getting a coaching job again it's just the way business goes in college athletics. LeBron passed Carl Malone to move into second place on the all-time scoring list. Carl Malone had 36,928 points. LeBron had 38 and 10 last night, passed him up. His team lost to the Wizards. The uh, Lakers are in the land to play the Cavs tonight. I am a little surprised that LeBron didn't sit that one out last night and then go out there tonight. Break the record, or not break the record, I guess. No, Pass Carl Malone. Yeah, do it there. In Cleveland. Yeah, that would have been an interesting moment for sure. I think a lot of fans would have liked to see that. It would have been certainly made for television, all those other things. But yeah, you know, it, it's sometimes I think, I think it was the idiot Skip Bayless was saying this earlier. I saw him tweeting out that, you know, congrats to LeBron on your longevity award. And sometimes that gets thrown around with LeBron. I am certainly no defender of everything he says or does. I'm not here to get into all that. As far as his on-court abilities and what he does as a player, is it a bad thing if you're in the NBA long enough to become no, the second highest scorer? I don't know what that means. In league history? I, I, I know that's always, with guys like Skip, it always goes back to, is he better or Jordan better? How about it's just pretty amazing that a guy named LeBron James, who has done all the things he's done, is still playing at this juncture in his career, at a really high level, and he's gotten to a point now where, yes, he broke Carl Malone's record. I, I think that's pretty impressive. Maybe, maybe call me dumb for thinking. Why that, is that? Not, why is that not impressive? Of course, it's impressive, right? Yeah. That your body can physically hold up to the rigors to do that. And Carl Malone didn't have some back nine years on his career as well, where he sure put up some points. You look at the last couple thousand points of everybody on this list what are we talking about here well right i mean kareem is the one he has to pass next and i don't know if you watched a lot of kareem at the end of his I was gonna career say, kareem was a shell of himself right and and you can make the argument too and not to go too far down this road right but with carl malone like how many of those points come from the fact that he had john stockton feeding him the ball off pick and rolls like they were they were the masters at that before the old league was doing pick and roll, those guys were the masters of it. But if you don't have John Stockton feeding him the rock, all those, because John Stockton was also one of the assist leaders, right? Either top or top three, whatever he is, like that, they fed off of each other. Sure. LeBron has not, to his credit, whatever you want to give him or take away from him, he has not had that happen. It's not like he had one guy that was just always with him feeding him these assists and then he got all these points off of that. He's played in different situations. He's played for a very long time. And you're right. He's been fortunate to avoid injuries. So, yeah, I don't take anything away from him. And, and this accomplishment, I think it's pretty amazing. No one wants Baker. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. 
Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. You'll find that westbound 670 before Neal Avenue. An accident is blocking the two left lanes. This is an injury crash involving a motorcycle. Emergency crews are now on scene trying to get things cleaned up. Traffic is bumper to bumper. Please be very careful in the meantime. This traffic report is sponsored by Mattress Firm. Mattress Firm's best deals are happening now. Save up to $500 on top-selling brands, plus get a free adjustable base of qualifying purchases. And don't forget, hot buys like up to 50% off select queen beds. Shop now and save. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. The Dumb is strong with this show. You're listening to Man and Bone. College Hoops fans, check out the fan tonight at 8 for Monday Madness and watch the March Madness Roundtable on 10TV and 10TV.com to see Timmy Hall's poorly fitting suits. Be sure to follow our college basketball podcast, Mad About Hoops, on Twitter and wherever you get your audio for new episodes and complete tournament coverage. A big shout-out and congratulations to OSU Women's Hockey. Oh, yeah. They win their first-ever national championship. They beat Minnesota Duluth in the Frozen Four. Tell My you gals. That was that was uh, quite the game. I was watching that yesterday. I did have to run out a little bit during the game. I had to go... Real quick to the store because Melissa needed something. And on my way out, flipped over to the fans HD3 and got to listen to the game and then got back in and saw the end of it where they came from behind. Just just a great accomplishment for this team. If you don't know the whole backstory, like when Nadine Muzzerall, who took over the team, who's their head coach, who full disclosure, lives in my neighborhood and is a really cool, nice person and our family likes her family and all that stuff. But when she took over, this program was like down in the dumps, not doing very well at all. And she brought them all the way up to where they are now to being first ever time. They've been ranked number one, first ever national championship for the women's hockey team. Some great players, Sophie Jakes among them. Like they're just, they're, they're doing great. 10, 25 and one. That's what the record was when Nadine took over as the head coach at OSU women's hockey. Took him from that in about five or six years. Took him from that up to the number one ranking and winning the national championship. So uh, I got two things to say to Gene Smith. Number mm, one, mm. pay that woman her money. Like, get her paid. Let's go. I'm sure she'll do all right. I know. She'll but be moving out of your neighborhood That's it. Soon. That's, that's the problem is we're all like, yay, we're happy for her. And then we're like, crap. But then we, I don't know what will happen. But the other thing, keep her here, number one. That's the main thing. Keep her in Columbus. Number two, let's get a hockey rink built. Let's get something reasonable, not the shot, not the OSU ice rink, something in between those two, you know, four or 5,000 seat thing. You got a million other facilities going up around there. Let's get the ice rink taken care of. Congratulations, OSU women's hockey. If you want more coverage on that, I'm quite sure Timmy will have it for you on Buckeye Roundtable, six o'clock tonight, right here on the fan. Quarterback stuff starting to take shape around the league. So uh, Matt Ryan is being traded to the Colts. For a third round pick. The Colts have their quarterback. It's Matt Ryan. The Falcons have a gaping hole of $40 million. That is dead money on their cap. You know, we sort of joked when 
the Browns traded for Brock Osweiler that, well, they really traded $16 million for a second-round pick. And we put the value of that second-round pick at $16 million. You can make the case that just to get rid of Matt Ryan, to be free of him, and to get a third-round pick was worth $40 million in dead cap money to the Falcons. Yeah, that's... It's pretty amazing, right? And I, I'll, I'll say this for the Falcons. I think it's a little more nuanced than that because I do think they also looked at Matt Ryan, who he apparently had said when all this came down that, like, look, we're looking at moving on from you and we're trying to get to Sean Watson. It sounds like, from all accounts, he was professional about it and said, cool, I'll I'll hold off on this roster bonus. What, what is $7.5 million something? Let's defer that for another week. That way you can make the deals that you need to make if this happens. But I'm quite sure it bugged him a little bit that they were ready to move on. And I I at least respect the Falcons saying, well, instead of having you here for the rebuild, we have to eat all this money either way. We'll at least give you a chance to finish out your career somewhere else and maybe have a shot at playing in the playoffs again. And, or who knows? I mean, I, I don't think it's a terrible deal for him to be going to the Colts, right? I mean, that's, not that he's the best quarterback you've ever seen at this stage in his career, but he could certainly help that team be on the path to the playoffs if he doesn't make well, too they, many mistakes. Yeah, they should be on the path to the playoffs. They were a playoff team last year until they choked on the chicken bone. They should have been a playoff team with the worst quarterback of all time in Carson Wentz. <laughs> I know. Matt Ryan is, thankfully for him, the second worst quarterback of all time. So you would think that... <laughs> He'd get in there and do a little it bit seems better. Like there's been other guys in between well, those two, but I I could be it's wrong. Not your list; it's my list. I got it. So Matt, Matt Ryan's Ru- second worst quarterback. Matt ever. Ryan goes to Indianapolis. We'll see what happens there. The Saints have given Jameis Winston a two year contract, so presumably he will be the starter there. I did see that your buddy Taysom Hill is not in the picture. Well, he was not considered to be the starter. I mean, he's still there, right? He's well, yes, he's play, still there. But they're, they're paying him, and they he'll did do not, other things. Yes, but. they did not view him as an option to fix the quarterback issue, which, go figure. I will never forget, like, right when the pandemic started, lots of things stick in my memory from that time, but one of them is we started doing shows in our basement, and I vividly remember us having, like, it wasn't even an, it wasn't an argument. It was just me yelling into the ether, and you guys were listening to it, as I went off about how some people around the NFL were saying, Taysom Hill, he could be the next Lamar Jackson. And I thought, what are you people on? What are you seeing that you think well, he could have been or that he could have been not or that he could he could be a viable replacement for Drew Brees? GTFO. No way. And I was mad about it at the time. And I yelled and ranted about it. I ranted about it on these airwaves. I'm glad, I'm glad you're over it. Well, I'm glad the Saints have finally gotten over themselves and realized how stupid that was. Nothing against Taysom Hill. He's a good football player, not a good quarterback, not an answer at quarterback, and clearly they've decided that too. The Falcons have agreed to a two-year contract with Marcus Mariota, so okay. I, I would I would assume that's your starting that's quarterback. Your, well, that's your. I saw I saw that they also uh, were at Kenny Pickett's pro day, Pitt, Pitt, Pitt. quarterback who is uh, entering the draft, and someone said, "Wow, the Falcons people seem to really be you know." going over what's happening with Kenny Pickett. And then the Falcons' own account replied to that with the eyeball emoji, like, hmm, interesting, you know? And some people were wondering, why why are you tweeting about drafting this guy when you're going to sign Marcus Mariota? And it's like, because that could be a thing. You can have Marcus yeah. Mariota be on your team and be kind of like your bridge starter right. for a few games also, or the season. Marcus Mariota, bad. 
Yeah, he's All not right. the answer at quarterback. He's but he can play it at an NFL level, kind of. Yes. Kind of. Marcus Mariota can play quarterback. Well, that's Good. what I'm saying. That's right. not his business card. Can play quarterback. I'm just saying people are like, why are you even thinking about drafting a quarterback? It's like, well, that's because why. he can play the position. It doesn't mean he's great at it, and it doesn't mean he's your future. So maybe they don't draft a guy this year. Maybe they're just Marcus Mariota well, level good no, for this year. you better draft a guy this year. Well, no, nah, you got to keep Kyle Pitts away from the Clorox. No, <laughs> Get out of here. You're no. not going to go an entire season with Marcus Mariota as your starting quarterback? Why not? Like, I'm saying, not that that's a great plan to win games, but what if that's not your goal? What if your goal is to get to the 2023 draft with a high draft pick? That right. could be their plan, right? Okay. Well, no, I mean, is that a wrong no, idea? You watch too much Browns football. It's like every single year, it's like, oh, I'll just got to get to the next draft. No, you, you're bad. Draft your next guy now. But what if the what if they look at this draft and they're like, no one here's any good? We don't like they're not, oh, okay. none of these guys are real. We don't think any of these guys are difference makers. We're not we're not sold on it. So we're going to go with Marcus right, Mariota well, that, for a year. Right, that's a different story then, I guess. Well, right. I mean, yeah, fine, whatever. <laughs> okay. The Rams have given Matt Stafford an extension worth 160 million. 135 of it is guaranteed. Let him live. So here's the thing with Baker. There are reports, and again, it's just a report. Who the hell knows? That no one really wants Baker. In fact, one team went to the Browns and said, hey, if you want us to take Baker, you got to give us a pick if you want us to take Baker and pay his $19 million salary. Now, $19 million for an NFL quarterback is nothing for a starting quarterback in the National Football League. So that seems to be the reputation of Baker Mayfield. If they are truly calling up the Saints, saying, hey, how you doing? You missed out on Deshaun. We got Baker here for you. And the Saints said, eh, hard pass. We're going to sign Jameis Winston to a two-year contract. If they call up the Seahawks, say, hey, Russell Wilson's gone. You need somebody? Now nah, we're good with Drew Luck. Or him too. Andrew Luck. Drew yeah. Luck. Andrew Luck, who was Andrew Luck's half-brother. <laughs> well, that's actually what some people may call Andrew Luck. It's just Drew. Now nah, we're good. We're good with what we have. If that truly is what you're getting in return... And maybe the only thing there for you is the Carolina Panthers to move Baker Mayfield. I know that some Brown fans think that, wow, we can get a, if Matt Ryan is worth a third round pick, we can get a third round pick for Baker. Maybe. Best case scenario at this point, right? Yeah, I, maybe. I don't know. It's, it's weird to me, though, that I know you have to trade something, and NFL teams are much more, they're much happier to give out contracts with, non-guaranteed money than they are to trade picks, but yeah, I, I find it weird that we're in a situation where teams are like, no, Jameis Winston, we're good there. We'll, we'll take him. Marcus Mariota, we're good with him. Uh, Baker Mayfield's available. No, no, thanks. Will you, we'll, if you pay us to take him, I guess we will. You have to give us a pick, though. Like, It's so weird to me that we're at that point. Not that, you know, Mike, I haven't defended Baker Mayfield as being God's gift to quarterbacking. I think that he has his limitations, but we are talking about teams that have some limitations too. And he's probably good enough to get them to a playoff, right? It, he's probably good enough to help you win some games this year in the short term. Long term, probably not. But a lot of, I'm just surprised more teams aren't fooling themselves into, yeah, but if he came here, we could fix him. We could help him. Our offense Maybe would that be better. speaks to what type of mess well, they I think know, he but, is behind the scenes. But you just talked about how the Falcons went on and got Marcus Mariota and said, here, bring him on in. 
Because you know what Marcus Mariota is. Is he better than Baker Mayfield? There's no way. Right? No. There's okay. no way. So I'm, I know that there's a difference there because you're just signing him versus trading for him. But still, that's... But maybe they look at it and say, hey, we know we're going to be bad, but let's be bad with someone who's not a pain in our ass. <laughs> Marcus Mariota yeah, isn't going to be a, a pain very, in our ass. He's a very pleasant guy to throw three picks for you. Well, sure, he's very sure. pleasantly throws those three picks. I'm not saying it makes picks. sense. No, but he's pleasant as he does it. He's nice. Uh, Buckeye has a big decision to make. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for slowdowns on I-70 downtown split eastbound before Livingston Avenue. There's a disabled vehicle in that area causing some heavy backups. Traffic is slow from the 71-315 West Split. You'll also find westbound 670 before Neal Avenue and accidents still blocking the two left lanes. Traffic is bumped at bumper from I-71. This traffic report is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Safe Auto Insurance offers slowdown payments and flexible payment options to help the customers stay legal on the road for less. Play it safe with Safe Auto. Give us a call at 1-800-SAFE-AUTO or visit them online for your fast and free quote today. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the Care Creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with Care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Picture a sports talk show, but without all those pesky sports getting in the way. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Common Man and T-Bone brought to you by Hinder Motorsports here on The Fan. So Malachi Branham has a decision to make. Does he come back to Ohio State? Does he take his chances in the NBA draft? I saw this on 11 Warriors today. Here is where... The uh, the different sports services, news services have him rated okay, with their mock drafts. Bleacher Report, round one, pick number 19. The Athletic, round one, pick number 19. NBA Draft Room, round one, pick number 11. Oh. NBADraft.net, round one, pick number 20. CBS Sports, round one, pick number 28. ESPN, round one, pick number 18. Now, I don't doubt that that is currently the thinking from a lot of the people who follow this stuff. I told you last week about you know another guy who wasn't mentioned there, writes for The Ringer, Kevin O'Connor, who has a lot of this stuff that he does as well, and he had him ranked in the top 20. Yeah, he had him at 20, right? Yeah, on his big board. And, and I, I, I hope this for Malachi Branham. I, I hope that this is not a situation where that's the thinking now, there was this big rise in, in maybe his his view of what NBA scouts think of him. And then I would hate it if like he goes to the combine or something and like, oh, wait, now we did a little more dive here. We don't think he's a first rounder after all. And then suddenly there becomes this stigma attached to him of hey, he fell out of the draft favor last year. You know what I mean? Or or something where he suddenly falls out of you know the talk. We see that happen in sports all the time where there's a draft prospect who's highly valued during the evaluation process or during the season that we're watching. And then stuff comes out after the season where they just watch the guy play a little bit more or they measure some things and go, Oh, suddenly no, we, we wouldn't, we're not ready. He's not ready yet for the NBA. We, we say more of a second round pick and then it becomes that he, he fell in the draft. I would hate that if he goes and, and maybe he won't, maybe he will stay because of that. But if that all holds true and 
more importantly for him, if that's what he's being told by the people who do this and teams are looking at him and saying, we really think this is where you could fall, there's no doubt in my mind he'd leave. If those if those rankings hold through the summer or through the you know late spring, early summer when the draft happens, yeah, I would have to think he's going to declare and go to the NBA. I would be shocked if he didn't. Bone, we are closing in on a champion in dessert madness. We have some matchups to take care of. Are you ready? I am so ready. The number one seed, Brownie, up against the number four seed, Chocolate Cake. Very similar taste profiles you get Mm. out of these two, Mm. and I enjoy both immensely. These matchups are going to be harder, man. For me, well, they're hard, right? I'm, I'm not denying that, but... You put two of those in front of me right now. The best version of either one. I'm taking a brownie. Very few things beat that flaky top for me. Uh, you like the uh, the chocolatey the flakiness, flaky yeah. top. See, mm-hmm. I like a. Some people like a cakey brownie. I like a fudgy. Brownie. I'm with you. I like. I and like I, it gooey in there. I want it gooey. I want it molten. Mm. I want it to mm. be almost like it's not been baked properly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. That's where I <laughs> brownie for me, Teddy. What say you? I'm big on brownies, actually. Okay. So, yeah. Brownie moves on. Mm. No more discussion. Uh, pumpkin pie is the six seed up against the two seed Oreo cookie. I'm curious as to where you're going to fall. I mean, I, lo- I love both of these. I've been fighting for pumpkin pie the entire time. Uh, but if you're talking about just like every night goodness, I can't have a piece of pumpkin pie every single night. No. I can have a whole sleeve of Oreo oh. cookies frequently do every single night I'm so telling you. oreo cookie for me yeah and i and i even as i will take my not liking of pumpkin pie out of it and just say overall pie in general is not going to win for me over like a really good cookie like the oreo cookie so yeah i'm, I'm going All with right, oreo, oreo cookie for the win one seed chocolate chip cookie oh. up against the four seed donut i love a good donut but you know where I'm voting. It's chocolate chip cookie for me. I, 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 you, you give me the best version of donut. I like more of a cake donut. I know you're more of a Krispy Kreme oh, yeast ring donut me, type you of get thing. A, you get a hot off the, the line Krispy Kreme donut. To me, there's no sweet thing that beats that. Not even a chocolate chip not cookie? E- not even a chocolate chip cookie. Not even the world's best chocolate chip cookies that I make. If you give me one of the cookies I make with the chocolate and the toffee and it's delicious and it's warm and gooey... And a warm Krispy Kreme, I'm taking the Krispy Kreme. That's fascinating to me because I could see it if your favorite donut was maybe you like a Long John or you like some kind of donut that has a few few things going on with it. But the yeast ring glazed donut, mm. it is just, it is, it is simplicity. One speed. It's simple. I know, yes, but it is very simple. It's everything I need. The complexity, relatively speaking, of a chocolate chip cookie where you get some saltiness, some sweet, which I know is another thing you like. Yes. And all the different textures. I, I'm chocolate chip cookie on that. I'm really torn on this because I I love chocolate chip cookies, but I love donuts. I, I was leaning towards chocolate chip cookies, but I think we should throw this one out. I, it again, has to go out to the people. When, when people. you think about this, at Man and Bone 971, send us your tweet. When you think about this, think about your ideal version of both things. Yeah, the, okay. your favorite chocolate chip best cookie, best chocolate your chip donut. cookie you've ever had, best donut you've ever had. And which one do you want to have? On the regular. I'm curious what people will, will go with that because to me, chocolate chip cookie is the clear winner. But obviously, you know, that's just one man's opinion. All right, let's do one more. 
three seed lemon bars up against the two seed cinnamon rolls. This will be your toughest matchup oh, it is. of the day. I really love the cinnamon rolls. You fight for both these things. I have. I actually fought for cinnamon rolls to be included in this thing from the start. But lemon bar to me is one of the best things humans have ever created. Know, again, we're lemon bars I cannot factor in temperature. You give me a warm cinnamon roll with that dripping cream cheese frosting. Maybe you just take out the center of that roll and just have sex with it with all the cinnamon that's in there. Oh, my God. Yeah, but I'm thinking of like a lemon bar with that crispy crust underneath of it. If there is a little bit of a crustiness under the bottom oh, of it. You got it. that graham cracker oh. crust down there. I'm, right? I'm, I'm picking lemon bar. You get the confectioner sugar on the powdered sugar on top, the lemon bar middle, and then the little graham cracker right. crust. Cinnamon roll for me, lemon bar for you. Teddy? I think I know what's happening. Lemon I don't bar? even know how this is a debate. I, I mean, cinnamon I roll. I Come know, on. I knew, I knew <laughs> it's it. It's ridiculous. It's fine. Lemon bar's dead. It's fine. <laughs> oh, no. We have to eat some more lemon bars tonight and da, 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 morning. Da, 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 da. All right, we have one outstanding matchup. It is chocolate chip cookies and donut. We will settle that coming up next. Uh, the Holt Man reflects on the game yesterday and the season in general. You will hear from the coach and his thoughts on lemon bars. Next, Colin Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident causing heavy backups on Westbound 670 before Neal Avenue. It is blocking the left lane. This is an injury crash involving a motorcycle. Emergency crews are now on scene trying to get things cleaned up, but traffic is still bumper to bumper from I-71. Please use caution. This traffic report is sponsored by Mucinex, Fast Max, Cold and Flu All-in-One. When cold and flu season has you down, don't play around. Stay on top of your game with Mucinex, Fast Max, Cold and Flu All-in-One, delivering unbeatable multi-symptom relief to help you power through your day. Mucinex, Fast Max, Cold and Flu All-in-One and done. Use as directed. Only an array with fan traffic. I was talking to my annoying friend, Duchess Kumquat. She was retelling a very dramatic story about how her and Lord Beaverqueef were stuck sleeping in a very hot room because their janky air conditioning unit took a crapola. They were so hot and sweaty, it took them out of the mood for getting hot and sweaty. Don't be like Kumquat and Beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company Beaverqueef can trust. Their collective IQ is lower than they think it are. Back to Man and Bone. All right, Teddy, do we have a winner? We had a tough-fought matchup between chocolate chip cookies and donuts. What say the people? We do have a winner, and it is donuts. They love crispy, crispy cream especially. All right, mm. all right, that's fine. Mm. Maybe I got to get out of the, des- the dessert game because mm. apparently I don't have my finger on the pulse anymore when chocolate chip cookie is losing hey man, to donuts. These are tough matchups here. I agree. All right? I agree. I'm just saying I'd be one winner. I know that, but I thought chocolate chip cookie was going to be in the final. This is a stunning upset to me is what I'm going to say. All right, we have our Elite Eight. It consists of apple pie, sugar cookies, vanilla ice cream, cheesecake, brownies, Oreo cookie, donuts, and cinnamon rolls. Mm. That is the Elite Eight. We will finish all of this off. 
tomorrow. There will be a winner crowned. Tomorrow. Can we bring in a sample of each of those? Oh, I and hope eat the you dessert. do. That's your job for tomorrow. No, it's not. Bring in a dessert buffet. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not going to be able to do it, but I appreciate that. Uh, Chris Holtman had his radio show today. Of course, Buckeyes lost to Villanova yesterday. Here is the Holtman talking about how they fought hard, could not overcome the Wildcats. Played a good Villanova team. Give them credit. Thought our start uh, really to both halves or were, were what was most significant in, in terms of putting us in a hole. But obviously got that to a one possession, you know, to two points, and then kept it to a, a you know four or five points for the last, uh, I guess it was eight minutes. Uh, seven, eight minutes of the game and just couldn't get over the hump. You know, missed a couple free throws, but also had a turnover in that stretch. Um, really defended well in that stretch, but had a turnover in that stretch. You know, listen, it's a, um, it's a challenge in this tournament, beat winning any game. Just look at uh, how hard it is. But our, our, I tell you, our guys, they really, really put themselves in position and, um, just weren't able to overcome it. Did the Ryan Day press conference show up? Yeah, the, the bullwhip is there. Okay. Very good. I think the bullwhip should be added to every press conference. I, I want to be clear. The bullwhip is not following Ryan Day around. It follows around the Ryan Day press conference. That's the only place it exists. It occurs at his press conferences. Apparently not. No, apparently it happens at Chris Holtman press conferences now, too. Uh, yeah, I mean, they fought hard yesterday. The reality is they weren't good enough. We we didn't talk about uh, Kyle Young, and I have some, some quotes oh, from the yeah. Holtman on Kyle Young, sure. too. But, you know, I said this before the season. And I don't want to do like an I told you so because I didn't tell you so because I don't talk to this guy. I don't I, I don't have access to his medicals. I simply said before the season, Kyle Young playing basketball makes me nervous. As a viewer, as a fan, it makes me nervous. That play that took him out of that game yesterday was not excessive. That was just a regular old incidental basketball bump that people should not have a problem with. And the fact that he did have a problem with it, again, proves to me that Cal Young should not be playing basketball. I am not saying this like, oh, you wuss, do better. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying that I'm concerned for him. Well, I'm concerned for his head. Hasn't he said, I thought it came out that he's pretty much acknowledged, or maybe this was just something I saw being you know, pushed around on social media. I thought he had said something to the effect of, yeah, I'm I'm done with basketball no, after I know that, this but is all done. You know what? It shouldn't be his decision to make at a certain point. Even though he wants to go out there and help his teammates, you know, the medical staff has to look at this situation and say, I'm sorry, three concussions in a five-month span or whatever it is, we can't clear you to play basketball. Yeah. Well, you know what, what I think is really, what I did not like about all of that, other than the obvious, which is I don't want to see this guy get another concussion and... You know, it, it is obviously disturbing, and I hope I hope good things for him in the future here. Not here, but in life. Did you see how CBS kept cutting over to his girlfriend, yes. the mother yes. of his child? It was terrible. Showing her I trying didn't to hold see it. it. She's trying to hold it together while someone she cares deeply about, as a lot of people do, but not as much as she would, obviously. She cares about this guy's well-being for more than just his basketball career, and and I have this problem when they do this when a you know guy twists his ankle or you know breaks an arm or whatever it is and they cut to the person's face and show them like writhing in pain and they'll like zoom in on it. NFL broadcasts do this. I've never understood why we have to show the human pain that we know is associated with a sprained ankle or whatever happened. 
But when you're then taking it to the next level, like CBS apparently did, are they going to put that too in the one shining moment? You're going to put her in there? Like, did you did you get enough money out of that CBS? Did you take enough advantage of this woman's suffering for a few seconds? Did you get enough commercial airtime out of that? Or should we add some more to it? That, to me, was inexcusable, and I don't know who in their right mind thinks that's acceptable to show a family member seeing someone get an injury, and they're losing it because, rightfully so, they're concerned, and you said, up, oh, time to highlight that. That's, to me, just completely despicable. Here is the Holt man talking about the emotional locker room after the game. We've had the opportunity to play in four postseasons, and, you know, it's always hard when it ends and uh, uh, always a challenge. But I, I really, I thought our guys really, you know, this week um, played as well as we've played, in, in certainly for stretches. And I think that's a little bit of a different feeling than, then I think last year it was such an emotional, you know, finish. I think this year there was a little bit of a different, a different feel. Certainly emotional, but um, uh, you know, I think our guys, um, you know, felt good about the way they battled, particularly in that game. And obviously, you know, there was a lot of tears shed. They they certainly were hoping to to move on to the Sweet Sixteen. Yeah, it's everyone was everybody was wanting to see that happen. It's it's too bad again with going back to that. Kyle Young injury like you brought up. We have talked about this a lot with football, right? It shouldn't be left up to guys whether or not they get back on the field. That's what I'm saying. I have no doubt that Kyle Young wants to play. I didn't doubt that all season long. But at a certain point, it's not his call to make. Well, and and when it was a struggle for him to sit on the sidelines because of the lights and the noise. That's what I mean. That's that's a bad, that's not great. No way to slice that other than it's not great. uh, Here is Holtman talking about Kyle Young. Kyle's health is is fine. Um, I, I think he, you know, it was obviously the medical staff's call to keep him out. They did some evaluating back in the tunnel. They had him run and do sprints in the back and uh, and, and get a feel based on how he was feeling. And if there was any concern at whatsoever, they were not going to put him in. Well, right, and they didn't. All right, you can't. I, I don't. I'm again. I'm not. A, I need to wear a T-shirt when we do these segments where we talk about Chris Holtman because I feel like I say too much. I like Chris Holtman. I'm not against Chris Holtman. I'm not trying to run the guy out of town. Nothing like that. But I do think it's odd to say he's fine. He's not fine. But the medical staff said not to put him in the game. He, what do you think? He was back there saying he didn't want to come in. Of course he did. He wanted to go back in the game. That's probably why they had him running sprints and we're evaluating him because he's probably saying, I'm fine. Let me go back in. And they said, no, we can't. Uh, Holtman talks about the Big Ten. I think our league has been the best league in the country in terms of overall depth. We've had the most teams in the NCAA tournament. We have a most. We have the most teams that can win a game or two. Do we have the most teams that could win a national championship? No, that's probably another league. That might be the Big Twelve, or maybe it was um, the SEC. I think our league has been the deepest, and I think the numbers back that up. Yeah, that's fine. The reality is you sent nine teams, seven are gone, you know, and depending on how these coaches want to spin it, they'll change the story where we keep hearing how important it is to make the tournament, right? Oh, we've we've made the tournament. We've made the tournament five years in a row. There's only a handful of schools that have done that. Great. You've made the tournament. That's the big thing. We're holding Zed Key out of the Big Ten tournament because we we got to have him. We got to have him ready to go for the big tournament. And then you get to the big tournament, and by and large, the conference craps their pants, and now the song and dance is, wow, we're deep. We got there. 
Right. I mean, I, I also think, doesn't that speak to the issue at hand that the Big Ten is a very physical conference and thus, if you want to compete in the Big Ten, you have to build a team that's very physical and not saying this is, you know, put take no blame or put no blame on any of these coaches for getting it wrong, but... I mean, Holman even said, I don't think we have a lot of elite teams. Isn't that what he's basically saying? We don't have a lot of teams that can yeah, go out and win a national said. championship. Okay. You have a lot of good basketball teams that play solid physical basketball, which is the brand of basketball the Big Ten largely has gone with. But when it comes time to look like you can do everything pretty well, shooting from outside, playing elite perimeter defense and interior defense, having some great you know, tactical decisions made up by the coaching staff and have two or three, you know, scorers who can do it all. Not just Ohio state, but the big 10 in general just is not there. You, you really don't have a lot of teams that look like they can do that night in night out. And so that is probably why you don't do well in these tournaments. It's probably why this is happening right now. Change that. And, and, and that would take a coach to say, I'm not going to build a team to win the big 10. I don't care if we're a five seed, I'm going to build a team that can win in the tournament. I'm going to build a team that, yes, some nights are just going to get out-muscled in the Big Ten. That's fine. But I'm going to have three or four shooters. I'm going to have a couple elite perimeter defenders. I'm going to have a guy down low who's pretty good, can do it all, who can stretch the floor and hit threes. Like, I'm going to build a team different than how we build it currently in the Big Ten, where we got a lot of physical guards who can't actually shoot. That's that's That would be a different way of building your team. Bone Antonio Brown knows where he wants to play next. And I'll oh, tell good. you. I'll tell you. Coming up next, Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. You'll find that earlier disabled vehicle has cleared from I-70 downtown split eastbound before Livingston Avenue. All lanes have reopened. And that accident has cleared from westbound 670 before Neal Avenue. Traffic is flowing there once more. Traffic report is sponsored by ExpressPros.com. If your workplace culture could use a new perspective, join Express Talks with Jessica Kriegel to create an intentional workplace culture. This free virtual event is March 30th, hosted by Express Employment Professionals. Register at ExpressPros.com slash ExpressTalks. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Common Man here for Care, Heating, and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care, Heating, and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Listen to this show or go to hell. This is Man and Bone. Tonight on The Fan, Buckeye Roundtable at 6, two big hours of Ohio State conversation. Monday Madness at 8 o'clock. If you can't get enough tournament action, well, Monday Madness is there for you. It's mm. all Timmy Hall all the time. I think I, too, may be on Monday Madness. Look at you. I am going to be on Monday look Madness. At yeah, you. look at that. Must be nice to be asked to go on Monday Madness. <laughs> Must be nice. Timmy Hall is in the studio. Apoplectic. I know what Tim wants to say, and Timmy, you can't say it. Nope, you can't. F, 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 F. That's what he wants to say, but he's not going to get to. He's got his Furta shirt on today. Yeah, it's very Timmy nice. Timmy did some more TV with the guys today, put on dad's suit. Now, I want to say, because we talked a lot about the suit last week. I don't think I looked, I watched some of the footage. It did not look, it did not look bad on TV. No, it looked fine on TV. I think it's just that we don't see Tim in a suit very often. 
And so he saw it, and it just, number one, makes him look like he's wearing his dad's clothes because he usually doesn't dress like that. Right. We, we None of us do. None of us dress like adults around here. We dress like children. We but are stunted children. We are. I mean, everything we're wearing looks like what fifth and sixth graders go to school in. That's, yeah. that's what we're wearing. But anyway, yeah, so the suit's not as bad as we thought, but it is still, when you see it up close, we, we can see it's a little, it just needs some tailoring. That's all. Uh, Antonio Brown, your guy. Oh, yeah. He is angling to join the Browns now. Says, hey, man, it works out with my last name. Let's oh. go. Oh, Give me a sure. call. So let's let's uh, add this to the the total. First, he wanted to join the Cowboys. Mm. Remember? Yeah. He told Jerry Jones to give him a call. Yeah. Uh, then he told us how he wanted to play with Lamar Jackson and Baltimore. And then he told us he was going to buy the Broncos with Kanye West. <laughs> they were <laughs> they were working on that. And now he wants to play for the Browns. It's almost like this guy has no plan and he's a little scattered. Just a bit. Um, what's going to be hilarious, though, is if, let's say, he truly is serious because now the Browns sure have Sean Watson. Serious. Right, but I'm saying if the Browns somehow, it comes out to like, no, the Browns don't want to deal, they don't want any part of that because character issues. <laughs> that will be laughable, right? The Browns can never refuse to sign anybody on the basis of character issues ever again. I mean, you can't. You've taken a chance on a, as I heard Bamani Jones say this with Deshaun Watson, and it's spot on. You have basically have to assume a 22-team parlay is 100% the way you picked it, right? Because you've got 22 accusations out there, and you've got to say every single one of those is false for you to feel good about signing Deshaun Watson. Maybe you do. Maybe you feel like that's a possibility. But that's the risk the Browns have taken, and they've put just a small wager on it, $230 million guaranteed dollars. That's roughly a lower.com field in case you're keeping track. I think that's about how much the Haslam spent on that stadium. John Lynch, 49ers boss, is telling teams interested in Jimmy G that he has an offer of two second-round picks on the table. Well, then you should have taken Why it. Why wouldn't you do I, that? I don't understand because now what you have is the Saints have pretty much figured out their quarterback position, good or bad, in James Winston. The Falcons have signed Marcus Mariota to a two-year deal, good or bad. The Colts have found their veteran quarterback in Matt Ryan. And now what's... Of course, the Browns. They have Deshaun Watson. Right. Baker is still out there. Someone will get him. So yeah. what's your market for Jimmy G at this point? I I don't know. I mean, Carolina? I, well, I mean, your market is either them or the Seahawks, right? But, but we're, And we're also assuming the Seahawks want anything. Well, they yeah. may want... Drew Locke. But how they is, may say, yes, it's our guy. How is Drew Locke any better than like Marcus Mariota or, or some of these other plans that these teams have put out there? They're like, yeah, that's our guy. Like Drew Locke's a backup. He's not a real he starter. Is, but maybe they're saying, hey, we're not interested in, in no, I know this year. Well, and and if, if that's it, then fine. You're so just tanking for the we're <laughs> tanking year, for this season. We're a year away. Why do we want to trade two second round picks to bring in a veteran who can't stay healthy in Jimmy G? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm just saying, if they had two first round or two second round picks on the table and they passed, you played this wrong. Well, they did, and also once Baker goes somewhere, won't that pretty much? I mean, at that point, you are, if you're you might say, well, then the Niners would have leverage because they could go to that team and say, who else are you going to get? Jimmy G's the best option for you, and then that team could say, who else is trading for him? Who's calling you? You know, like at this point. They would probably be able to say if they waited out where 
you could just eat Jimmy G, have him be there, have him be on the team, and then you're not going to play him, are you? I know they want to play this know. game, but maybe Jimmy G's the best option for them. Well, that's then that's a isn't that a failure? Look, I, I know people are putting MVP money on Trey Lance, but what have we seen from Trey Lance? Nothing. But my point is, isn't it time to find out? Isn't that the goal now? Is to find out if you were right or wrong about that guy? Yeah, or I just I just screw don't around know. for another year with Jimmy G, who you know is not going to win you a Super Bowl, and then what? Now you waste another year with this team that's kind of built and ready to go, and then Trey Lance the next year, like, all right, now Trey's ready. And then what if he's not? What if yeah. he just sucks? Yeah, you got to find out now. I, if I'm if I'm one of these other teams, I almost say if I think that, let's say I'm Seattle, I want Jimmy Garoppolo, and I don't want to pay two first round or two second round picks for it, not two first. Maybe you then wait if you think Baker's going to go to Carolina. Let's say maybe you wait it out and say, all right, Niners, what are you doing? You going to sit there with this guy? Just going to let him languish or you're going to have another year. No one believes you that you really think Jimmy G is the answer for you. We'll take him off your hands. We can see a future with him here, but here's what we're willing to do for it because we don't have a true, a proven track record yet to say this guy can definitely be our long-term answer. We're going to try him out, but in the meantime, we're not paying as much as you want. If you've missed anything from the first two hours of the program, we got you covered with the rundown coming up. Common man and T-bone on the fan. Fan traffic from the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. An earlier disabled vehicle has cleared from I-70 downtown split eastbound before Livingston Avenue, but traffic is still slow as it recovers in that area. You'll also find some delays on 71 northbound between Greenlawn Avenue and I-70. Traffic is backed up there as well. This traffic report is sponsored by AutoZone. The free AutoZone fixed finder service can help troubleshoot the likely cause of your pesky check engine light for free and help you save time and money down the road. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone. AutoZone. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the Care Creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with Care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. No college education, and it shows. You're listening to Common Man and T-Bone. Happy Monday. The segment that's not a segment, yikes, is coming up at 534. What was I going to say to you? I don't know. Oh, the Big Jackets announcement that they needed a hype video for Mm -hmm. was the addition of Safe Light Auto Glass patch on their uniforms next season. So, congratulations to the Jackets and Safe Flight, I guess. Okay. Well, that's... Glad we got there. Glad that happened with a little bit of a... I don't know. Maybe a little bit too much of a hype coming around that, but... Whatever. Fine, whatever. Okay. And the Phillies have signed Nick Castellanos to a five-year, $100 million deal. Mm. That's... I, I thought it was laughable that uh, Heyman... Hyman... Your guy. Last week came out and said, don't sleep on the Reds. They could be in on them. Shut up. What in the world Shut are up. you smoking, man? There's no way. This Reds team, have you met them? I was going to say, come on. There's no way they were in on Castellanos. I'm sure they picked up the phone and said, how you doing? We'd love yeah. to have you back. And, and how do you think that conversation went? He they, said, cool, I'm going to get $100 million someplace. Can you give that to me? And they said, no. No, but, but we, we thought, thought maybe you'd give us a discount. Yeah, I thought you liked it in Cincinnati, right? And he said, no. I mean, I do, but 
I'm going to get paid. Nothing wrong with that. And by the way, keep in mind the ownership of the Reds. When you think about, because this, this comes up from time to time, when we talk about free agency in general in sports, you will hear these people who say, oh man, I wish it was like the old days. Free agencies ruin whatever sport. Because now guys can go wherever they want. There's no loyalty, blah, blah, blah. Go ask Bob Castellini about loyalty, right? Go ask the Reds about loyalty, where they just trade everyone away like they did last week because they don't want to have to pay them down the road. God forbid. So they've traded away all their guys and anyone they could have re-signed, they've refused to, more or less, outside of Joey Votto years ago, right? Like that, that to me is the antidote to this concern of what about loyalty? Well, you first, Major League Sports owners, and some teams are better than others. Some leagues, it's better than others, but... By and large, every league has a few Bob Castellinis and Cincinnati Reds, and that's unfortunate. You know what I didn't realize until I saw this in the Castiano story today? The Phillies have the longest National League postseason drought at 10 years. Yeah, I thought I thought that was the case. It was right after that World Series run, more or less, right? That was the last time, around that time when they were really good with Ryan Howard and all those guys, right? That's the last time they did it? Yeah, I thought maybe, I don't know, because they've spent money. Yeah, but it's not been like good spending. It's been Nick Swisher spending. Well, it's been, it's it hasn't been, been Nick Swisher. Well, but. no, but you know what I mean. It's been like, you know, Cleveland did back when they got all that money for Sports Time Ohio. It just blew well, out two I guys. I, they've spent more money than the Indians did. I know, but they, they didn't spend it in great ways. That's what I'm trying to say. All right, anyway, it's been 10 years since the Phillies have made the playoffs. The Mariners have the longest drought in Major League Baseball. It's been like 22 or 23 years That's for them. Incredible. But don't worry, Teddy. Your Reds will help them get into the playoffs this year. We're trying. Yeah. We're giving it to them. <laughs> Come on, him, Seattle. Do it. Send them Jesse Winker. That's right. Going to get you. Oh, and uh, Suarez as oh, well. Oh, yeah, Suarez, of course. What uh, are you, would that? Would you go out and get a Mariners cap for the year just to? No. Come, come on. on. Teddy's got standards. No, come Jump on. in there. Why not? What, you're not? They're not taking anything away from your team. No, I hope those guys. Players. I hope those guys do well, and be nice for Seattle to, to do well, just because they've struggled. But I'm not going to buy merchandise. I'm just saying it's not the same as rooting for like you know a National League team or a team in the division. It's nothing like that. No, just no. Enjoy some other team for a year. Yeah, you got a lot of love laws for the Seattle sports fan. <laughs> no, I'm not saying it from that reason. I'm saying. For Ted's sanity, if he wants to flip on a ball game, then again, well, he wants to stay fine. up till 10 o'clock at night to watch all these games. Flip! Yeah. I just meant if you see a Mariners game on, maybe you tune in because it's like, oh, there's some guys I liked playing for another team. My team's not doing anything this year. So just don't make yourself miserable over the dumb Reds. That's, I guess, what I'm saying. Rundown. Let's do it. Common Man and T-Bones. The Rundown. The Rundown. Sponsored by Mr. Rooter Plumbing. Call Mr. Rooter. They'll be there quick. NHL trade deadline was today at 3 o'clock. The Jackets move Max Domi to Carolina. Is it just the one player in return? The Boston College guy? Uh, Yes. And that, What's his name again? It is... Uh, now I can't remember it. Hang on. I'll pull it back up. Make it's, it up. It's uh, Andre, or uh, not Andre, Aiden Hershuk. He plays for Boston College. It's not a made-up name. He is a freshman. Yes, he was the 94th pick in the draft, third-round pick last year. So one way you could look at this trade is they traded Max Domi away for a third-round pick that's already been made by another team, (laughs) which is a, a weird return given that you traded Josh Anderson away to get him, right? I mean, you 
that's the return you've ultimately gotten on that Josh Anderson deal from back in the day. Not that he's been spectacular or anything, but... No, he got his money, too. He did. He got a lot of money. I'm sure Montreal enjoys that. I'm sure. Whatever. Somehow Yarmo won this trade because he wins everything. Although, you know, speaking of Yarmo, you know what I saw last week? That for like the fifth year in a row, Finland has been voted the happiest country in the world. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wonder why. I don't know. It's dark all the time there. Well, I would think it's cold and dark a well, lot yeah, of the time. Well, yeah, because all the, all the countries that were at the top of this list are the cold, dark ones. Sweden, Iceland, Finland, Norway. Wow. Nothing but dark skies and white people. Well, I mean, it's cold for like, it's cold and it's it's cold all the time. It's dark for a portion of the time. It doesn't get light. Yes, it does. Yeah. Later on in the year, the you get the other northernness. Yeah. Right. They get the other version of that. But when I look at Yarmo. I think happy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what, though? Uh, Line's from Finland, right? Am yeah. I, yeah. He okay. seems happy. He strikes me as more of just a happy-go-lucky guy, not yeah. in a bad way. I mean, he just seems like someone who doesn't get too, you know, too plussed about anything. He's not, you know, sitting there stressing about anything other than what color of pants he's going to buy to match his Lamborghini, which I approve of. Good for you. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Finland, Finnish people, very happy. And according to some reports I've seen, drunk well, i need to go there buckeyes lose to villanova yesterday uh, i thought for a while in that second half they were going to catch him they were going to pull off the comeback but deficit was too big and villanova was too good like you brought up in the three o'clock hour you know villanova may go into little lulls but they can shoot themselves out of lulls Mm-hmm. which they did in that second half. They had a couple big buckets that you could feel the air sort of go out of the Buckeye rally, and they just ran out of time. Yeah, they did. And also Villanova shoots free throws really well, which not that that should be a thing all teams do. That's a personal pet peeve of mine, but they do it better than most college basketball teams. So when you get into situations late in a game where you have to trade possessions or maybe you have to foul, then you have that issue too, where they can just get it at the stripe and they don't have to worry about oh no, a couple of our shots aren't falling. They get to the free throw line, they'll be good. Buckeyes had, I thought, in this game, a little bit of a microcosm of what their season was, right? Where there were moments where they showed this is truly what they could be. Yeah. They're, they're, where some of their best moments came from when EJ and Malachi had the ball in their hands, making plays, making stuff happen. But overall, they got beat by a better basketball team top to bottom. Villanova is a better basketball team than Ohio State is. That's not necessarily a criticism of Chris Holtman. That is just a fact. If this team had a little bit more of a developed, I don't know what you'd call it, midsection, because you've got a really great high end and you've got a lot of role players, they needed a couple more guys in the middle of those two that could hit some threes, play some better defense, uh, grab a few more rebounds, that type of thing. If you had more of a complete team here, and I know people will say Justice Suing could have been that guy. Sure, maybe, but he was out all year. Didn't get to see him play one game. So that's too bad, but it is also the reality they dealt with all season long. And now you have to question in this offseason, what is it going to look like next year for this Buckeye basketball team? Because the guys that I just mentioned that brought a lot of good to this team this season, both might be out the door. Well, we know one is, right? We know EJ's going. Yeah. And Malachi, if, you know, he's getting first round grades, I find it hard to believe he would come back. I'd love him to. 
clean up that game a little bit and showcase your skills and maybe you're a guaranteed top 10 pick next year. But there's no guarantee, I guess, because things can go wrong, as we saw with Justice Suing this year. Yeah, as we've right. seen with other guys in the past where they think they're coming back and they're going to make some more money. Ultimately, it doesn't, gonna, it doesn't work out. But let's say both those guys go. How often, as Ohio State fans, do we get two first-round picks on a roster at the same time? Not often. And so what did you get out of it? Did you get a Sweet 16 run or Elite 8 run? No. You had an inconsistent basketball team that played their way into a 7 seed. They're much better than a 7 seed. But they played their way into a 7 seed by playing inconsistent basketball down the stretch. Yeah, losing to you know, winning ugly against Loyola. Congratulations, you played good defense, you got the job done. But ultimately, it's five straight years in the tournament, and it's five straight years not advancing past the first weekend. Well, here's here's what I will add to that. I can understand it if you're a Buckeye basketball fan who says, "Oh, hey man, regular season's tough. Big Ten's tough. It's a physical league. This team, though, it's get into March and then see what they can do. They've got that." elite talent at the top they can make a run that's that's what we're building for that's what they're meant to do then when they get to these tournament situations and they bow out early for in a place where probably early in the season we would have thought is extremely early then you get those same people who come up and say ah the tournament's like that you know one bounce here or there and you're out of the, that's what happens all, all right. right and it's like all right well so so we can't be frustrated that this team kind of down the stretch didn't play well in the regular season which we're told doesn't matter and then when they get to the tournament and they don't get it done there, oh, that doesn't matter either because it's fluky and weird. At some point, there's got to be a measuring stick for whether your team is good or not. This team was good. It was not great, and it showed yesterday. What does matter, though? That's what I your mean. Point. Right. If, then what do you grade it on other than just, well, look at what the stats said before the season. Right, we got some guys. Regular season, who cares? Big Ten, Ten tournament, tournament, who cares? I mean, Chris Holtman essentially said, who cares? Because he said today, yeah, I could have played Zed Key against Penn State, but I wanted him for the big tournament because oh, sure. one matters more than the other. All right, All right fine. fine. I'm That's not arguing. That's a strategy. Okay. <laughs> but then you don't get out of the first weekend. It's like, wow, well, we got a tough draw. Villanova's tough. You want to know why you got that tough draw? Because you were a seven seed. Yeah, I mean, you can get a tough draw that too as a three seed. You can run into a good, plucky underdog team that, you know, that could be Ohio State. Villanova could easily be saying that if Ohio State had their best game they've ever played. Villanova would be saying, wow, we got unfortunate that we drew this Ohio State team that really wasn't as good as, or, you know, the record didn't look as good as they actually were. And they lost some games down the stretch that probably undercut how good they were. That's if Ohio State won. Unfortunately, we're at a place yet again where for the fifth year in a row, Ohio State has made the tournament, is out the first weekend. I don't think it's wrong to bring up questions of how many more years will that be the case. And if your metric is, well, we don't measure the tournament wins, we measure the regular season, then let's talk about that instead, because that also did not go great. Common Man and T-Bones, The Rundown. The Rundown. Sponsored by Mr. Rooter Plumbing. Call Mr. Rooter. They'll be there quick. What do we have next? Nothing? Something? I was like it when I look at the list of things mm. and realize I have not planned for an entire segment. Well, you know what we can do? What can we do? We can talk about the crew from the weekend. Mm -hmm. We can do that. Uh, all right. We'll figure it out. Talk about that next. We're going to have some nonsense. <laughs> so if nonsense is your thing, come on back for that. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. 
Good evening. Watch out for slowdowns on North High Street at Wilson Bridge Road. There's an accident in that area causing some heavy backups. Please be careful as the road begins to clear. About a 15 to 20 minute slowdown is expected. Starting report is sponsored by Mucinex 12 Hour. Did you know that doctors use Mucinex? That's right. Mucinex is the number one OTC brand doctors trust for themselves and their families. So with cold and flu season upon us, why would you use anything else? Grab Mucinex and put yourself back in control. Available at CBS. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Oh, hello! I was talking to my annoying friend, Duchess Kumquat. She was retelling a very dramatic story about how her and Lord Beaverqueef were stuck sleeping in a very hot room because their janky air conditioning unit took a crapola. They were so hot and sweaty, it took them out of the mood for getting hot and sweaty. Don't be like Kumquat and Beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company Beaverqueef can trust. Your undisputed leader in talking about nothing. This is Man and Bone. The segment that's not a segment, yikes, is coming up at 534. T-Bone has something very important to tell you. That's right, Mike. In my house, we used to have crappy water, water with funk in it. We wanted to get the funk out of our water, so we called the good people at Connecticut Columbus, and they helped us get the funk out of our water. I've got the whole home treatment in my house that allows us to have the great water from Connecticut. It gets all the gross stuff out, leaves all that chalky residue you maybe get on your faucets. Maybe you see it uh, even in the bathtub. You see some little film there or on your dishes when you wash them. That all goes away with the Connecticut treatment. Plus, we have the K5 drinking water station. So no more bottled water. We have great tasting water, great tasting ice, everything in the house, all filtered through Connecticut. ConnecticutColumbus.com is where you go to get Connecticut in your house. And for a limited time, you can get a discount when you mentioned that you heard me talking about it on the fan, ConnecticutColumbus.com to get the funk out of your water. Bone, I have some bad news. Oh, what's that? One of my favorite guys, one of my favorite shows is calling it quits this year. Maury Povich. Oh, no. After 31 years is retiring. There will be no more paternity tests. <laughs> I love it. It's incredible the run that that guy had. Well, at first, it was more of a, you know, Donahue-type show where it's let's talk about issues. Do people even know what that reference is? Phil Donahue, like, do people remember that guy? I don't know. Maybe not, but... I, mean, yeah, no, they, they I, have, I know what yours, I know what you mean, but that's a show that, yes, years ago, it was more of like a, here's the news item of the day. Parents are concerned about drug use in schools yeah, then so we've they'll, got they'll three bring drug a, experts right they'll bring a, a pa- parents on to talk about it a little more like what dr phil in his best moments is aspiring to be right, right. current topical not cash me outside girl like not that type of thing. right but then eventually the maury povich people said you know when we do these paternity tests that's when people tune in so then they sort of had a few different shows they would do who's the father Yes, and that's where you get those reactions like you just had, like, you are not the dad, and then the guy jumps around, dances, all that stuff. Couple times a year, they would have man or woman, where they would bring the person out, and you would have to vote on whether you thought this was a man or a woman. Seems like that may have passed that time. Well, whatever, they haven't done that one in a while. Right, right, yeah. Sometimes they would do fat babies. 
fat kids. You know, like That's here's good. a here's a seven year old who weighs three hundred pounds. That def- I mean, I understand the thought there of let's get these parents to not do this to their kids, but also perhaps that kid, maybe the best way to get them help is not to shove them on national TV. Well, the best way to get them help is to not have that parent, but we can't fix that. Right. So let's just acknowledge the freak show and mock these people. Maury said, all right, let's just do paternity tests all the time. So that's what they've done. And they've had success at it. How old is Maury Povich? Uh, He's got to be 70s. I'm going to say 74. 74. He is 83 years old. Wow. He's a a good looking 83. Wow. I did not realize he was pushing 83. I mean, wow, that is incredible to me. He's been doing it for a long time. Makes a lot of money. Maury Povich's father, Shirley Povich, was long dead. Right. Pioneering sports writer. That's right. Well, and, and Maury Povich got his start doing like news radio type things. Yeah, he did He did real news, then he did a current affair. He did a current affair, got nationally famous for that, and then launched this show. Which, one other thing you forgot to mention, one other show that he likes to do is the People with Weird Phobias shows. Yes, that's right. Have you ever seen, I can't, I think it, the lady that they had on, I feel so bad for this woman, but she has obviously got some issues. She was she was deathly afraid of like pickles in a jar, <laughs> right? Whatever it was, something like that, right? Where it's just pickles in a jar, and she's like, "I didn't really even want to come here because I feel like what you're going to do is bring out like a giant jar of pickles." And he's like, "Now, come on, you you agreed to come on this show. Our producers talked to you." And she's like, "Yes." It was thirty minutes backstage. She's like, "Uh huh," and I'm finally comfortable to come out here. And he's like, "All right, well." Here's our giant vat of pickles. And she, this lady ran for the hills. She ran all the way back in the back. She's hysterical and crying. And I thought, is that is there a journalistic portion of Mari Povich that still says, no, yeah, I'm doing the come right on, thing. man. Come I'm on. I'm doing the right thing here. And look, maybe you're saying we've evolved as a society. My question is, have we? Because it used to be a little 15-minute thing about pickle lady on Mari Povich. Mm. Now on TLC... It's you, it's like an hour. It's an hour of people having sex with their cars, right? right. Marrying pickles. Come on, we haven't evolved, right? They're, yes, we're, we're we're moving. We're moving. I think maybe in the wrong direction. I I will say though, the Maury Povich success story of those shows, right? That you mentioned, where it's the paternity test, where very simple premise. We've got a thing. We're going to set up the drama for you, and then we're going to pay off on the drama in like 10 minutes. We're going to introduce you to people you've never heard of. You're going to become slightly invested in what's going on in their lives, and then we're going to tell you the resolution. That's really all it was. It was, let's give you satisfying endings, or at least an ending to something, because how many things in life have no ending? How many shows have no ending? That's right. 17 you seasons You know you're going to get the results yeah. on this show. Exactly. And so they just tapped into, let's give them results. And then TikTok was like, how about we do that, but in like seven seconds, where we just, every video so you're is saying a quick Maury result. Povich yeah, invented TikTok. I'm saying this is the progress of the human mind, where we are going to get to a point where all of our conversations are just like, bah, bah, bah. like everything's going to have to be just shouting. Because our attention Maury. span will be zero. Jerry Springer's got nothing on Maury. No. Oh, you want to talk about the crew? Oh, yeah, we can do that. Crew got a uh, 1-1 draw on the road after a couple of chances they should have finished off in this game. <laughs> Didn't go in. 
Looked like they gave it away at the end. They got a late goal scored against them, and they were down one nothing. Five minutes of stoppage time, and then your guy, Darlington Nagby. Darlington Nagby. Eleanor Rigby, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Darlington Nagby scored the uh, tying goal to get them a point on the road, so I will take that. little bad news out of this game, Lucas Zellerayan, their all-world scorer, one of the best players in crew history. He went down with a knee injury, had to come out of the game late, and it was one of those, I knew it was a real thing because he's grabbing his knee, he's fallen over, and the crew were down a goal in stoppage time. I'm like, that's not a time-wasting tactic. He's really hurt. Let's get him out of there. They are uh, saying, as of yet, they're still waiting on the updates with how his health is, but he was supposed to fly off and play for his national team. They have an international break coming up. He will now not be doing that, so it looks like, I guess in some way, it's good there's a few weeks if this is a minor knee injury for him to get healed up, but we await to find out exactly what it is. The segment that's not a segment, yikes! Is coming up next. Now, Maury Povich's number one fan, Leanna Ray with Traffic. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan Traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Thank you, guys. Watch out for an accident on High Street or Broad Street. This accident does involve injuries. Please be careful as things begin to get cleaned up. Plan on some heavy slowdowns in the meantime. You'll also find slow traffic on 71 Northbound between 670 and 11th Avenue. This traffic report is sponsored by Fresh Time Market. Get real about flavor and freshness at your local Fresh Time Market. This week, save on Norwegian salmon fillets just $6.99 a pound now through March 22nd. Fresh Time Market, get real. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the Care Creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with Care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Did you feel that? It's your radio getting fatter. Getting fatter. Chubby time! This is Common Man and T-Bone. Please check out our podcast if you haven't done so already. Wherever you get your audio. Google, Apple, Spotify, doesn't matter. Search Common Man and T-Bone. You'll see our cartoon faces pop up. Click! Subscribe. Every single show comes right to your device free of charge. And if you enjoy us... Leave us a nice five-star review. We appreciate it. Are you ready for yikes? I am indeed. Uh, Nematobes are tiny worms, just 0.04 inches long. Apparently, in lab settings, they're drawn to cancer cells, kind of like a moth to a flame. I was reading an article today saying that in the future, instead of biopsies or other invasive procedures, they would just strap a tiny computer chip to these worms and let them loose in your body if there's cancer in there they will find it i don't know what happens to the worms when they finish their mission if they just die in there if you have dead worms existing inside you or if you poop them out or they disintegrate but i'm fascinated with all of this and it deserves a yikes uh my first thing i want to bring up today is again congratulations to the ohio state women's hockey team Nadine Moserol and the coaching staff positive did a great yikes? job. No, no, not a positive, not a positive yikes. But this team that was just mired in mediocrity before she got there, she took over. Coach Muzz got this team playing great. Now 
They have won the national championship. First ever number one ranking in Ohio State women's hockey, hockey history. That Sounds too. Pretty positive to me. The, ne- the, the yikes is that if you go through their schedule, you will see that the OSU women's hockey team plays a lot, if not all of their games, at the OSU ice rink. The ice rink that was built in 1961 that is sitting right next to St. John Arena. The ice rink that holds maybe like 800 people, full boat. And the ice rink that looks like something that you would have in like small town America if you've never had an ice rink. That's what it looks like. That is not befitting of the national championship team. I watched last night when they played the national championship game at Pagula Ice Rink at Penn State's campus. It's a like three, 4,000 seat place. Beautiful facility. Ohio State should not have what they have now. You should not have to play these games in the shot. Build an ice rink for the men's and women's hockey team. That's the yikes. Get it done. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. All right. The Blue Jackets, they're not big fans of playing on St. Patrick's Day. After losing to Washington last week, 7-2, to they are now 1-7-1 and when playing on St. Patrick's Day. Yikes. Is it? Wow. Short, short hey, but sweet. I got to make up for time here because right. some people go long. All right. Uh, new Mets manager, Buck Showalter, was talking yesterday about his guest spot on Seinfeld in 1994. He said he only did one episode because once George Steinbrenner, him too, got wind that they were making fun of him on the show, well, he put an end to that. He also says he had to join the Screen Actors Guild to appear on the show, and to this day, every time the show airs, he's taxed $19. Now, if he's getting taxed, he's also making something each time the episode airs. We don't know how much that is. I'm sure it's not much. He also said if the Mets don't get off to a good start this season, cotton uniforms may be in the offing. (laughs) Yikes. Per a report from The Athletic, three of the expected major players for the MLS television rights deal coming up soon, CBS, Fox, and NBC, have not shown much, if any, interest in Major League Soccer's TV rights. Yikes. Turner Sports, also rumored to be a suitor. They're interested. They've held talks with the company, but they're dealing with a merger problem right now, so they're not fully invested. ESPN and Univision, who do hold the rights, they're at the table, but they're basically saying... We'll pay the same as we usually pay. Don Garber, you're the guy who says we're going to build this league into the top five league. Where are you at, buddy? You've named every team after a European team. You have no authenticity outside of Columbus. You are a loser and a failure. Don Garber, yikes. Yeah, that's right. All right, CBS basketball analyst Rex Chapman, he had a yikes moment over the weekend. Yes, he did. He was telling us about Providence advancing to the Sweet 16 for the first time in 25 years when Pete Gillen was coaching them. And Rex threw a rest in peace, Pete Gillen. Well, that's news to Pete Gillen, who's still alive. Oh, no. Yes, he is. Yikes. <laughs> Tough doing live media. I got it. I understand. Uh, Andy Warhol's silkscreen portrait of Marilyn Monroe is headed to Christie's in New York later this spring. Asking price? $200 million. But it got me thinking about the most expensive art in the world. Seven paintings have sold for over $200 million. Russian billionaire Dmitry Rabalavev <laughs> bought two of them. He is in the fertilizer business. No word on if those paintings have made it to pawn shops recently. Mm. The country of Qatar bought two others, paying a total of around $500 million. But the most expensive painting ever sold was Salvador Mundi by Leonardo da Vinci. Our old friend Dimitri, the Russian billionaire, sold it to a very rich Saudi man whose name I will not attempt to pronounce. 
for $450.3 million in 2017. Add another $25 million for 2022 inflation, which is embarrassing yeah. considering it's five years old. Yeah, that is. That's the money equivalent of 2022, whatever number I just said. Yikes. Uh, the LA Times reports that Santa Barbara are ready to declare one Chick-fil-A location a public nuisance thanks to its drive through traffic. This location opened in 2013. Residences and businesses around the area complained that the traffic can block the road for 90 minutes on a regular weekday lunch period and over 150 minutes on Saturdays. Of course, Chick-fil-A closed on Sundays. Uh, many people think the location has outgrown its site and the owner has apologized, says a solution is being worked on. I know not one single person was waiting in line for 90 minutes to get Chick-fil-A, but you have to believe people were waiting probably 20, 25, 30 minutes to get chicken. I like a lot of things. I like a lot of fast food. If it's more than a 10-minute wait, see ya. Yikes. From the years 2000 to 2021, the Browns paid their quarterbacks a combined $183 million in cash value, which is the lowest total in the NFL over that time. The Browns just gave Deshaun Watson an NFL record $230 million guaranteed. Yikes. I like Ted's yikes today. Yeah. Short and sweet and let's get the hell out of right, here. Right, right to Ted? the point, yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 Back page coming up. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good evening. Some slowdowns to watch out for. You'll find an accident on High Street at Broad Street. This accident does involve injuries causing backups in that area. Please be very careful. About a five-minute delay. You'll also find a five-minute delay on 71 Northbound between 670 and East Broad Street. Plan on some backups there as well. Traffic report is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Safe Auto Insurance offers low-down payments and flexible payment options. Help the customers stay legal on the road for less. Play it safe with Safe Auto. Give us a call at 1-800-SAFE-AUTO or visit them online for your fast and free quote today. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Common Man here for care, heating, and cooling. Can I tell you a secret? One of my joys in life is a good clean out. Once in a blue moon, I will take it to the next level. I have an air vent right over the toilet. So when I know a wild ride is coming, I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time. And then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face as I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Buckeye Roundtable coming up at the top of the hour. The fine host of Buckeye Roundtable, your friend and mine, Timmy Hall. Oh, you guys. Look at you, Mr. TV. Yeah, another Monday. One more Monday next week, and then TV career will go out with a squeak. No, you probably have worked (laughs) your way in now. You think? Yeah. I don't think so. You'll be filling in on weather. And over here, you'll see rain. (laughs) You won't be saying low pressure, high pressure, (laughs) barometric pressure, none of that. You won't know anything about pressure. Clouds in there, sun. You look good today. Thank you. I shaved. I know. Fresh well, shave. You got on TV, so you yeah, got to told you yeah. to be dressed up. Trying and to act like a faux professional. You got the t-shirt and khakis look, which is a good look. That works. That's nice. <laughs> it is. I'm not I'm not being sarcastic. That's the thing the kids are doing now. Oh, yeah. well, I mean I I wore the pants that I was going to wear with the dress with the dress shirt and the blazer. 
you can't see a whole lot of the pants, but I certainly wasn't just going to wear jeans. I'm on the edge of the of the table, so I wore khaki pants mm. with my dress shirt tie. I feel like this is a really good coat. conversation. <laughs> you you brought it. I know up. I did. I know I did. I was stupid. Don't blame me. No one cares. I'll mm-hmm. drive this thing right into the freaking wall. <laughs> that that I know. know that. Just we out of spite. That. That's true. We'll keep it going. Do you find that people come up to you? People that you know, and it's like, oh, Timmy, you were on TV. Yes. They do and it's like, yes, I'm on the radio every single day. I know, I know. Talking to thousands of people. It's a little unnerving how one TV hit, I swear to you, like I, put, I made one Instagram post, and a couple of my friends from college reached out to me, and they said, Tim, I know you've been grinding, man. Congratulations. <laughs> I, was, I was like, God, like, I, I have a radio people show. Are aware I have a daily radio show. More people listen to us on the radio than would watch you on TV. And that's just a specialty segment we're doing. And it's fun. Like, I, I love doing it. It was great. Like, we're here in the building. I'm happy to jump on wall to wall with them and talk basketball, especially this time of year. But the, the way my friends, like, reached out to me, I was like, guys, I, first of all, I wasn't in New York City on the network. We're a CBS affiliate, so it is cool. Like it's kind of like that. We have the logos, and I've been doing a, a show like Bone said for ten years now. Thanks for listening. Twenty twenty two marks my twenty seventh year in the radio business. Wow! I've been in radio for twenty seven years. I've been here for almost twenty years. To this day, I've hosted thousands of shows. Yeah, can't can't even tell you how many shows I've hosted. How many hours during that time? How, how many, many hours? hours that's been? Minutes of entertainment Days sprinkled of your in life. there. Yeah. Yes, thousands of shows. To this day, if my name is in the newspaper or appears in like <laughs> yeah. a little local magazine, my mother in law yeah. will cut it out and give it to me. And it's like, now you've made it. Yeah. It's like, I talk on the radio every day. Twelve people saw my name in the paper, <laughs> including you. <laughs> I talk to thousands of people every day. Right. It's hey, always, man. It's always weird what people gravitate to is thinking, is. like, you've made it. Like, your ability. Demographics, right? I know. Demographics. It's a thing. Yeah. You tweet out a picture for, like, sitting on press row at a sporting event which is as you know it's an easier thing to do when you work in this industry right but yeah like oh my god how'd you get those you covered the duke game yeah and it's like well i wow. work in the media like I, yeah you email and they send out an email saying who wants to come to this thing and you say i do and they go yeah. here's your press pass because you press. were a kid you thought it was really hard to get a press pass <laughs> oh now it's really easy to get a press right? pass you're yeah. working you you could be a podcaster. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah, you don't even really you could be need from a website to... that nobody's heard of before. Right? Are you wearing pants? They will let you in. Sometimes without shorts. without pants. I've I've seen shorts and sandals oh, guy. Shorts, yeah, covering oh. games. I I've, I've seen jersey guy covering games. Probably only like once or twice though, right? That's not normal. No, this there was a dude in North Carolina. He was one of those. You remember in the old days when guys would call oh, into the radio show? Stringers. Stringers. Yeah. Stringer reporters. Mm-mm-mm. This guy, I think, had his career as a stringer. He had frosted hair, <laughs> easily in his mid-40s, wore Oakley half-jacket sunglasses, and wore a wow. random athletic jersey with shorts and sandals everywhere he went. For people who don't remember this time in sports radio, you might be listening late at night to ESPN and they'd say, let's go live to Boston for an update on the Bruins game and be a guy like, well, 1237 left in the second period. (laughs) We've got Bruins up to one. One of my first jobs producing at one-on-one sports 
that was my job to handle, handle the, stringers the stringers because we would do weekend shows, you know, for all the NFL games. We'd bounce around to the different games. We had a stringer at every single game. And I had to talk to these losers. You probably talked to this guy at a Southern draw. I mean, we're in Carolina. Sometimes my station would send me to Charlotte to cover a random Panthers game. You know, that's cool, right? When you're yeah. working yeah. your way up the biz. I'd rather host afternoon drive, right? But you send me to a game, I'll go. And uh, Jake Del Ohm dropped back to pass, and he tried to pitch it to Jonathan Stewart, and he fumbled the ball, and the Falcons ran it back for a touchdown. And now it's 13. They missed the extra point. They doinked it. Now it's 13 to 7. <laughs> back back to you, Bob Berger. <laughs> Bob Berger. <laughs> yeah. All right, what's coming up on Roundtable tonight? Oh, my God. Shoot so much. We're oh, t- shoot. Shoot. Hey, oh, shoot. Man. shoot. Oh, man. Come on, oh, man. Shoot. What are we going to do? Shoot. <laughs> Co- college basketball galore. Joey Lane is here. We'll hear some bits from the last Holtman radio show as they bow out and lose to Villanova. Nadine Muzzerall, yes, your national championship coverage of the Ohio State women's hockey team. It'll be here. We'll talk to Tyvis Powell. We'll talk to Steve Hellwagon and Greg Beals. And Matty A will be with Kevin McGuff. Got a big one tonight, there, Jimmy. Got a big one. Oh, I see you. Got a big one. Buckeye Roundtable is next. Monday Madness at 8 o'clock right here on The Fan. Thanks for joining me tonight. (laughs) The Back Page. The Back Page. With Common Man and T-Bone. Sponsored by Care Heating and Cooling. When you need a company you can trust, call (laughs) 1-800-COOLING. You all right over there? All right, um, so have you ever seen those uh, trucks that go over, like, the the desert rallies? These guys drive, they have the big trucks, they fly over the desert rally, all that stuff. These these trucks are super outfitted, right, to go over rugged terrain. Well, it's like ice truckers, but for sand. Yes, well, uh, they actually converted one of those to use it on the ice with the right tires, and they had one of the speed skaters from uh, Denmark, uh, Keld Neuss, who won, uh, I think, a gold medal in the most recent Olympics. Anyway... Set a new speed skating world record, 62 miles an hour. He was following this truck for pace. He went 62 miles an hour on ice. They were towing a little tent behind him so it would break the air so he would have an aerodynamic advantage to not go through the wind, but it was pretty cool. Buckeye Roundtable's up next. Monday Madness at 8, and we're back tomorrow for a big Tuesday show. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good evening. Watch out for an accident being worked on right now on Holly Street at West Broad Street. There's an accident involving injuries causing slowdowns in that area. Please be very careful as traffic begins to build. You'll also find slowdowns on 71 northbound between 5th Avenue and 11th Avenue. Traffic is slow there as well. This traffic report is sponsored by Ohio Laborers and Ohio Lessit. Lesson and Panera Bread congratulate member of the week, Jeremiah Serena, with Laborers Local 265 Cincinnati. Jeremiah is working for Infrasource. Build a right, build union. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. talking to my annoying friend, Duchess Kumquat. She was retelling a very dramatic story about how her and Lord Beaverqueef were stuck sleeping in a very hot room because their janky air conditioning unit took a crapola. They were so hot and sweaty, it took them out of the mood for getting hot and sweaty. Don't be like Kumquat and Beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company Beaverqueef can trust.
The Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com. WBNSFM, HD1 Columbus. The Fan. The Fan. Good evening, I'm Eric Reeser. It was trade deadline day in the NHL. 3 p.m. Monday came and went, and the Blue Jackets sent for Max Domi to Carolina in exchange for defenseman Aiden Hershook, who is a freshman at Boston College. The Hurricanes drafted Hershook 94th overall in the 2021 NHL draft. No deal was reportedly made Monday for Jonas Corpusalo. Corpy was on the ice this morning for practice as the CBJ prepared to head to Pittsburgh to battle the Penguins tomorrow night at 7. In the NFL, the Falcons traded Matt Ryan to the Colts in exchange for a third-round pick in this year's draft. Atlanta also signed former Raiders quarterback Marcus Mariota to a two-year deal. In college hoops, round of 32 games continue tonight in the women's NCAA tournament. Ohio State plays LSU at 8 p.m. in Baton Rouge. A Sweet 16 ticket is on the line. Hear that game over on 1460 ESPN. This update sponsored by BMI Federal Credit Union. Voted best local credit union four years in a row. Seagrid offers and find out why by visiting BMIFCU.org for details. Hey, Common Man here. I know what you're thinking. This guy again. But we have some special bonus stuff for you. Sponsored, of course, by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. One is angry. The other one is bald. What do you think I mean, bald? Bald. Bald, bald. Here's man and bone. I want to point something out. All right. I, too would be bald if I don't if I didn't take these pills every single day. <laughs> I've been taking the Propecia pills or whatever the generic is called now. Yeah. For almost twenty years. It's called amateur Pecia. <laughs> I didn't think about it for a second. Good job. <laughs> and I'm so terrified that if I stop taking these pills, like my hair will just fall out in one day. All of it. Yeah. Well it's funny because we were watching last night I had the NBA games on and uh ESPN I'm trying to remember who was alongside uh, Richard Jefferson. I wanted, Richard I Jefferson. Yes. Uh, maybe, I don't remember. It's one of the bald guys that does ESPN broadcasts, whatever. And so Richard Jefferson is obviously shaved head. This guy also shaved head, you know, probably trying to forestall the inevitable. And Melissa's like, wow, man, everybody's just, you know, out here not embracing their baldness. And I'm like, You're, I, I too shave. Like, I don't let it grow long. I don't have like the, you know coconut with a hulu skirt on it like no i'm not gonna do that different look and you can't shave it all the way no you can't be totally bald you look like a clan member thanks you you would you would look like a total clan member if you were totally bald i would think you look like a clan member if you show up with a hood on like that makes you yeah but don't you just stop what am i supposed to do i'm bald like i just you have that look to you a fat white guy there's bald. No, is there are it? other white people who can pull it off. I'm just saying that that's not something you could pull off. I don't think. No, I have like shaved it all the way down. It's too much maintenance. That's I don't know if people realize that's a lot of shaving. That is you got to do it every day. Yeah, oh yeah, to get the to get the cue ball look. Yeah, like I have the stubble going, and sometimes it gets a little longer than to shave it back down. But the the cue ball polished dome thing. That's a whole nother level. Like of Stanley commitment. Tucci. Stanley Tucci is a white guy, but he can pull off the shaved head look without you looking at Stanley Tucci like, oh, he's going to burn a cross on somebody's lawn. But you're you, saying, I, I think you're people saying get the wrong impression. You would accuse me of it even though you know me and know I would never do right. something like that. I that's, know, I know I've known you the, for years. That's bad. But I would just yell well, racist at you and run away. Well, I'm glad I don't shave my head all the way down then. Is it okay where it is now? Because well, I just want, now. Okay, good. I yeah, just want to make sure. Like every other fat 
soccer-loving yes. guy. Good. Right I, now. Don't, I don't want to give off any vibes that are not accurate, so good. All right. A special thank you for consuming all the stupidity we can safely shove down your gullet. Come back for more podcasts. And again, the podcast is sponsored by our friends because they pay us. Care, heating, and cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. Stop listening now. The podcast is over. Turn it off. Go do something.